0: accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On July 17, 1955, Walt Disney opened his eponymous Disneyland in Anaheim, California, a city-sized theme park that would forever alter the amusement industry the same way he did for animation. Back on opening day decades before Disney Parks' fandom became an entire identity for weird childless adults. The park's footprint was smaller, the intellectual property in use consisted of recycled public domain children's stories, and the rides were simpler and fewer. Nausea-inducing Spinulator, the Mad Tea Party, drunk-driving morality play, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and a water adventure that navigated through a maze of non-native tropical fauna called the Jungle Cruise. Taking its inspiration from the John Huston film The African Queen and stocked with animatronic exotic animals and a narration script of cornball jokes, The Jungle Cruise was an early hit with park-goers and endures today, with some revisions to trim its problematic-by-contemporary-standards content. And it's a ride on The Jungle Cruise that inspired another Southern California entrepreneur, Joe Colomb, to borrow the already paroled tiki aesthetic for his own business, a specialty food store founded in 1967 in Pasadena. At first a gourmet grocer offering mostly international delicacies, the trend-conscious Cologne adapted to the changing tastes of his California customers and was an early seller of the then-health food novelty Granola, which also introduced the store's own brand. By the 90s, Cologne's concept had morphed into a more conventional full-service grocery store and expanded nationwide into the early 2000s, becoming known for its budget-friendly wine varietals nicknamed Two Buck Chuck. With over 13 billion in annual sales as of 2019, today this grocery chain staffed by workers in Aloha shirts has inspired the same customer loyalty that exists in the pin collecting annual pass holders who spend the bulk of their leisure time at Disneyland. This week on Doughboys, we begin our month-long review of supermarket eats. <sighs> Friendly Green Grocer Mitch's grocery store month with Trader Joe's. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Jimmy Buffet, the spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. Not an insult. Two good things. You like Jimmy, Jimmy Buffet, Buffet. buffets. Buffets, people, people were saying buffets aren't coming back, but then I saw the Wynn Buffet, as of this episode's release, will have already been open for a couple of weeks. The Wynn Buffet in Vegas. Oh, Unreal. great
1: news. That's great news.
0: I cannot think of a less hygienic situation it, it's so it, i i can't believe they're doing it but i guess people demand uh buffets that badly um you're
1: gonna at the slot machine it's gonna come you're gonna get three corona viruses right in a row oh boy <laughs> oh boy it's the opposite of a jackpot it is uh,
0: nick it, we should be excited it's the first episode of grocery store month uh, we'll get to that in one second, um, because there's what some the dispute hell? over the name. I do have to, say, I do have to no, say that... the
1: dispute is you.
0: That roast was courtesy of Jasmine from Vancouver, B.C., who writes, I usually wouldn't roast my beloved spoon without providing a coast to accompany it, but Mitch said he'd add me on Animal Crossing like two months ago and hasn't done it yet, so screw him. P.S. I've attached a picture of my cats being cute in attempt to get Mitchie to hopefully forgive me. Here's a pic of these cute cats that I think you will appreciate.
1: Here's the deal. I posted my friend code multiple times. And then someone, there you go. Oh, you see those cats? They are they're cute cats. Oh. Yeah, there you go. And then if someone messaged me and says, "Hey, add me on I don't. There's a lot of numbers. It's a it's a bad
0: it's a bad system. The cats are cute though. Okay. Well, she's alleging that you, Jasmine, is alleging that you said you would do it and that you didn't follow up on it. So All
1: right. well, what can I say?
0: Who gives a it, shit? Rose <laughs> at gmail.com If you want to send an insult for Mitch at the top of the show, perhaps because he has wronged you in some way. Um, and Mitch, so you mentioned that it's grocery store month. This is the thing.
1: Don't open don't, up to stuff that
0: I've don't don't open up to people I've wronged. Inbox is going to be flooded. Um, M- Mitch, you mentioned that it's grocery store month. Yes, it is. Welcome to grocery store month. Something we've discussed a long time. We have, but I don't like the name because the issue is this is supposed to have some sort of pun. And you just shut down right. that discussion immediately because that's how it works. That's what we do on the show. That's your it's, rule. You it's said
1: dosery store. That's stupid. Dosery store, store, I think, month. is pretty good. I actually, I, what I landed a, on
0: is is dosery score. It's dosery score. Our month of grocery store reviews. That sucks, and it's not it. It's grocery store month
1: is the dosery score. You're getting thumbs down from our guests. It's awful. They know I'm right. Anyways. Howdy ho, welcome to grocery store a month. A lot of times the images are inverted on Zoom. <laughs> They're inverted, so that's a thumbs up you're saying?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Howdy ho, welcome to grocery store <laughs> month. Here's a lo- long-awaited grocery store month. Here's a little drop for us, Nick, which I'm going to play for us live. Wow. Here we go. Damn, grandma's looking good today.
0: Bop,
1: bop, 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 wow. Yabba, bop, bop, oh shit! Anna's looking hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: This is a Christian podcast. Our listeners know that. I don't remember any well, of that. When did we do any of that? <sighs> I that was don't know. very recently, I think.
1: I think that was a, I think that was the Ferguson episode. Anyways, that was from. NT from the D, who writes, Hi, Spoon. Hope all is well. It's been a tough few months, but you and Waggy have been a source of fun and levity throughout. I've put together a jazzy drop, and I hope you can squeeze into a future episode. Speaking of levity, how about some brevity? What am I trying to say? And in- I, oh, uh, God, I know the joke. Here. <laughs> What I am trying to say is that I kept it at a tight 30 to leave plenty of time for your goofs. Really love you guys and hope you can make it back to Detroit before the world implodes under the weight of mankind's bloated ego. Black Lives Matter, defund the police, get the orange buffoon out of office, and just be nice for fuck's sake. Sincerely,
0: NT from the D. Some brevity in the Sa- drop, not, not really in the email. That email kind of went on for a little bit. I mean, I can't disagree with the message, but could have tightened yeah, okay. that a bit. okay. <laughs> it, was a long, it was a long email,
1: but good thoughts from N.T. from the D. So, Thank you, N.T. Look, uh, what a, So people wanted us to play the drops live. What a huge pain in the ass it is. Uh, yeah. uh, like it will be, ed- it will be it. edited well. Thank you, Emma. Not worth it. But Not worth it. We did it. The guests heard it. We bored the guests. We wasted even more of their time. We
0: wasted more time, but it's now a thing that we can do. And hey, speaking of our guests, let's get them in here. Our guests are from a new animated show on FXX, premiering July 9th, John Hodgman and David Reese. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for having Hi. us
2: on Grocery Store Month.
0: Thank you. Hi. Welcome <laughs> back, John. Uh, welcome for the first time, David. grocery door? What is it? Dosery score. Is- oh, I Thumbs? thought
1: it
3: was
0: just
3: grocery store month. I think that sounds
1: grocery st- tough. Gro-cer- grocery store month. Yeah. Well, yes, you're, you're both right that it's, grocery. it's just, just grocery store month. Okay. Yeah.
3: Grocery store month
2: Be a good name for a hardcore band
3: That's a hot t-shirt yeah. That is mer- that itself
0: <laughs> I agree There's no effort behind grocery store month It's just saying exactly what it is It's like if we yeah. called Munch Madness Food Contest
1: Food it, Contest it- is better than Munch Madness no, Food isn't? Contest
3: is fantastic Yeah.
1: <laughs> food
3: Contest is nothing Food Contest
1: is great I think we should rename Munch Madness Food Contest Sorry Wags
0: it's Munch Sorry, Madness. I, That's canon.
3: I got, I, got dis- I got distracted because I'm sitting here in my office in Brooklyn looking out my window and there's a cardinal in a tree. Wow. And a, a, start, a startling bird to see. I'm not a birder, but I know a cardinal when I see one, and this is one of them. And I was on this branch, and then it, it seemed to, not flying, not flapping, standing absolutely still, without moving its feet, it floated up the branch while its little claws were still holding the branches like zipped up the branch
0: that's amazing
3: it was weird it was beautiful and then it turned into a glitch of the matrix it freaked me (laughs) out so I got a little distracted what were you talking about yeah food 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 contest
0: you know speaking of (laughs) speaking of New York and birds uh, Natalie and I were in New York City about 10 years ago and there was we were sitting in a little patio lounge area um, enjoying enjoying a beverage and a hummingbird you know. started hovering right by us right by a leaf and the leaf was just dispensing about every 15 seconds a single drop of water that was like dribbling off of it and the hummingbird was just hovering in place and as soon as that drop like slid off the end of the leaf it would like turn its head and then, and then just very elegantly drink it like drink each individual drop as they slid off the leaf and I was like this is amazing How is he able to do that
3: how many mushrooms had you taken <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I've never, I've never taken any, any sort of a, a, anything harder than, a, pot is as hard as I've gone. I've done Look, pot, I've done alcohol, I've done tobacco, I've never done any sort of hallucinogen.
3: Yeah, I heard you do pot on this podcast.
0: <laughs> did we do that on the, the th- podcast? Yeah, you did it on the podcast. It was yeah. my very first Man. 420 with Doughboys. Wow. That's
3: right. It was with Gabris.
0: Yes, with Gabris.
3: And, and I, as I recall, as I recall, Weiger said, you know what we should really call this? Podcast, because it's a pun.
0: <laughs> that would have been fun. No, I would have I would have stuck in my memory if we'd done that.
3: Listen, David Reese, can I can I just can I in, uh, da- so obviously Weiger, Mitchell, we know each other. But uh David Reese is one of my oldest and bestest friends and my collaborator oh, wow. in this new animated show called Dick Towns coming out July 9th. We'll talk about more about that later in annoying detail. Uh <laughs> But I, can I just, let me just introduce uh, my, my friend, David Reese, to the, to the Doughboys listeners, if they don't know him. Please. David is uh, 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 my friend. He is a genius. He is the creator of the Get Your War On cartoon in Rolling Stone magazine. Weiger, I know you're a fan of that. Love Get Your War On. Went on to become a literal artisanal pencil sharpener. People would mail him pencils, and he would sharpen them and return them by mail for money, and then wrote a book. Uh, called uh, how to sharpen pencils which is a great book literally about how to sharpen pencils and figuratively about the danger of the pursuit of perfection uh hosted a couple of seasons of a really great show on nat geo called uh going deep with david reese uh, uh, in which he uh uh, uh, was a how-to show for things you think you know how to do like shake hands or tie your shoes and now we're working together on this animated show which we'll talk about in a minute wow wow now david let, let me introduce you to these guys uh, yeah, how do you guys top.
2: know each other from the podcast?
3: Uh, I, I, I bullied my way into the podcast to uh, promote my book, Vacation Land: True Stories right. from Painful Beaches, now available in paperback, uh, wherever, books are, wherever books are sold or left behind, I think is probably more accurate at this point. So and I went on the show and, and we, we had a very nice time conversing and very quickly I learned uh, the, a lot of details of the, of the, of the Doughboys universe. Nick Weiger played bassoon in high school. It's true. Uh, uh, That's why I refer to him as Double Reed. Uh, He is married to Natalie, who I believe you met not in high school or in college.
0: We met in middle school, but we did Uh, not start dating until after college. uh, That's right. Wow. Uh,
3: Yeah. So uh, uh, Natalie is his wife. Uh, Weiger has the voice that sounds like that. Um, he, uh, he, he's from Southern California That's right He's a little bit of a heat seeker He enjoys some hot sauce Wow uh, d- Does not like leaving Southern California uh, Under duress Visited the state of Massachusetts uh, To do a live show uh, with me uh, uh, The Doughboys And I was a guest on it At the Solid Sound Festival In, in, in Western oh, Massachusetts right, yeah. I only mention it because uh, It was a fun time <laughs> But Weiger said uh, The most Weigery thing That I've ever heard Weiger say and my son was there to hear it. And he, and he thinks about it all the time. And he just laughs to himself. Oh, God. Which was Mitch, who is from Massachusetts. And Weiger were driving out west. And they were, and Mitch was so excited that Weiger was in Massachusetts. And he said, it was fine. <laughs> and Mitch was like, there was a beautiful river there. That, and, and there is. There's a beautiful, the North River, as you go along the Mohawk Trail out to North Adams, Massachusetts. This beautiful, gorgeous river. And, and Weiger said, it was fine. It was a fine river. It got the job done. <laughs>
2: Moving water.
3: <laughs> yeah, got the B. job done. <laughs> Moving water. Felt. Mike Mitchell, as I mentioned, is, is an actor. Uh, so uh, Weiger is a writer or something. Mike Mitchell is an actor uh, in the forthcoming Tomorrow War. <laughs> wow. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I keep. I, right?
2: Is that a he movie? From,
3: he's, yeah, it's a movie with Chris Pratt. He's, he was going to be in a movie, but then this happened. I mean, they yeah. filmed the movie, but they're going to release it probably. July 20, 23rd. 2025.
2: Is, it part in any of, case. is that Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> stuff?
1: No, it's oh, a different right.
3: thing.
2: All right. It's a different one. All right.
3: Chris Pratt's in it, though, right? That wasn't a lot.
1: Uh, Chris, Pratt, Chris Pratt is in it. That, why would I? I wouldn't lie about that. No.
2: Chris Pratt was in Guardians of the Galaxy, though, right? Isn't he the main yes. guy? Yes.
0: yes. He, he is, name. yes. But he's not reprising as Star Lord. This is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This okay, is got its it. own intellectual property. Okay, got it.
1: But if Marvel's listening, I'd love to take over that role of Groot.
0: <laughs> You'd be a fine Groot Yeah Oh thanks Rich. Nick Groot the tree Groot, Groot is the tree
3: Groot is the tree Mitch is from Massachusetts as well He's from Quincy, Massachusetts Oh really? Yeah Yep Oh And uh, he's an actor and, But he goes back Normally every summer He goes back to Quincy To sabotage his acting career For six or eight weeks Or whatever To hang out with his own Set of Avengers-like teammates In Quincy all these, fr- all these tough friends that he has. What are, they, what are, what are their names? Ch- Chankton, um,
1: Chancton, Micus, uh, Groot, um, Frailbot. Uh, yeah. Can't forget Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Dano's in Marty, there, of course. Jo-Yo, Dano. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm going to get in trouble if I don't name some of them. Scoop, so I, LD.
0: Uh, all right. My, <laughs> Nick can just name the rest of them. Right. I think I'm tapped out. Fuxton. Do we mention Fuxton. Drew Buxton's there. Yeah. <laughs> these <are> Wait, just... <laughs> did you guys grow up together? No, Mitch and oh, I okay. did not know each other until we were, until mid twenties. We met doing the in the indie comedy, indie sketch comedy scene
3: oh, out here in Los Angeles. Oh,
1: got it. Okay. Yeah. Pre wiger right. the the go, the golden years for me.
3: Yeah. Mm. And as always in the Doughboys universe, the underlying, the, the 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 friction and the tension that keeps it all together is the, these two guys yelling at each other. Which I like to egg on as much as possible.
0: We're, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at a simmer for now, but it 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 may boil over at some point during the episode. But but David, so you you mentioned the Massachusetts thing. You responded to. Are you from Massachusetts? No, but I spent
2: a lot of my twenties post college. I was in Alston, and then which is Boston, and then Central Square, um, which has some bearing on today's grocery store. But we can save that for when we mm. get into it. So I lived in Boston from 94 to 99. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I like Boston. I had a good time. So we have some real real uh, Massachusetts history among the three of you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, David, as someone who hasn't been on the podcast before, you know, we always like to talk about regional foodstuffs. Is there anything that particularly tickles your fancy oh. uh, from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts?
3: Or from your home state of North Carolina. Or
0: from North North Carolina, yes. Wow. Um. Well, I have to say
2: that I'm not really a foodie. I love to eat. Wow. And I love to be surrounded by food. And I have amazing food memories. But I'm not... When I seek out extreme experiences, you know, they're not usually about going to restaurants and stuff. Although I do mm. love... I mean, I love restaurants. I would say that my main... Food memories from Boston are, I used to work with some Brazilians, and so some Sunday evenings we would go to one of the many Brazilian um, buffets, the Codizio, you know, the, when they come around with the skewers of meat.
3: How and fun that, is that? Oh, yeah.
2: That was always yeah. just like a pummeling <laughs> pummeling <laughs> experience, but really fun. Yeah. Uh, because Boston has a big, there's a huge Brazilian population in Boston. They have some great Brazilian restaurants. There was a Chinese buffet in Lower Alston where I lived. And the thing I remember is that the the buff, this is so awesome. The buffet had lots of standard stuff like noodles and, you know, vegetables and stuff, but also would put crab rangoon as part of the buffet. So it was like bottomless crab rangoon. Bottomless crab rangoon? Yeah. The most authentic Chinese Mm. dish. Beloved across mainland China. <laughs> and there was one... What is... I
3: don't know what it is.
2: It is deep fried cream cheese, basically. With cra- with crab mixed
1: into it. I well, mean, that's a, I mean, that's...
2: yeah, a little bit crab, but, you know, for legal reasons. It's, I think it's, it's, buffet... po- it's
1: supposed to have crab in it, but right, yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: sure it did generations ago, way, way upstream. But I think by the time Crab Rangoon hit this Chinese buffet, I wish I could remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, the most Crab Rangoon I ever ate in one night. We hit that buffet on a Friday night and I had 12 Crab Rangoon. Wow. Oh, and I set another personal eating record in Boston, actually. Also, while living in Alston, there was a pizzeria and they had a special where if you ordered a large pizza, they would give you a free small pizza. It was a (laughs) great, it was like for $8. It was a terrific bargain. And again, on a Friday night. One night, I was alone, and I ordered the pizza and had it delivered. I got my large pizza and my small pizza, and I, I this, uh, this sounds like a sad memory, but it's actually a happy memory. I sat in my bedroom. <laughs> this is back when I didn't have a bed. I spent my first two years in Boston without a bed. I was too cheap to buy a bed. I just slept on the floor. So wow. I was sitting on the floor in my bedroom. Dear God. And I ate the large pizza, and it was kind of like, well, this is the one chance in my life I can just go for it and set up personal best and then i ate the small pizza all in one you night ate, it oh, was incredible you ate the
3: pizza and its son
2: yeah <laughs> I, yeah i basically ate an entire broken family of pizzas <laughs> that,
3: that orphan pizza you, you it watched you eat its dad and then you ate it <laughs>
0: yeah put it out what of its is, misery what is more perverse like what is more inhumane is it to eat the dad first and then the son but but or is it to eat the, the child in front of its parent?
3: I um whoa,
0: I feel like the latter is almost like it's. Yeah, it's I, got a, I got a question yes. for you. Why 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 are we gonna go down this? Yeah, route?
3: I, there's uh, no reason. Honestly, I was <laughs> made completely speechless by, by that.
2: that. I thought this was there's a also, show about there's food also and drama.
3: There's a running current between uh, on this show that, that uh, Weiger might be a a, a horrible uh, uh, pedophile. Oh, okay, that's fun. And murderer and robot. And murderer. I'm a nice man. Yeah, uh, murderer and robot.
1: That's why, I was, that's why I was saying that he should never take mushrooms because he will become the new Zodiac killer or whatever happens. If he, if he, he could not take any hallucinogen, it will, I feel like it would drive you mad, Wags.
0: I don't think it's going to make me violent. I'm not a violent man. I'm not saying, I mean, I just think you that You You think I'm just over the, yeah, you think I'm, I'm pre-falling uh, down. Look how
3: quickly your imagination went to cannibalism there.
0: Well, I was thinking, first off, I did not not offer that. That that, that came from you. What film
3: of restraint is keeping you from becoming this monster? I'm not (laughs) Michael
0: Douglas (laughs) just before falling down. I have, like, I, I, but I'm just thinking in terms of, like, if this was, like, a Greek god scenario where someone is being punished... You know, a mortal is being punished by a Greek don't god. Try,
3: don't try to put it off on Greek myths now. There's <laughs> no way in the world children. that was figured figurative. Exactly.
1: Yes. The Goya painting. You're, you're, and you're, you're just you're just a lazy shut-in.
3: That legit creeped me out. Double Reed. That was weird.
1: <laughs> Weiger, you're 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 a lazy shut-in version of Michael Douglas in Falling Down. I feel like that's the mm. only reason that hasn't happened yet. It's right. Just that you not you don't want to get up and out of your apartment.
0: Yeah, I just complain online. Um, let's, uh... Well, let's I just, talk... I,
1: can, I quick, can I can. I quickly say to David that, um, your Crab Rangoon record, um,
2: sadly, I, I beat that this afternoon, right before we started recording. Really? Oh. <laughs> if I had some right here, we could go live to Rangoon to Rangoon. <laughs> mano and mano.
0: <laughs> David, are you a man with a big appetite? Are you kind of a, a bottomless pit? Oh.
2: Um... Being self quarantined during the coronavirus, I've ga- I have. Well, I've learned a lot about myself, and I've also learned a lot about my body and my appetites. I have always had a large appetite, and for years and years, especially in my twenties, I was still kind of slim because I was biking to work. I was swimming at the Y. My friend and I had a bodybuilding website, so we were going to the gym all the time and lifting wow. weights. So I could put away a lot of food and still present as a slender person, although I've always had
3: love handles.
2: Now you could, rango-
3: you could Rangoon it up then. Yeah,
2: I could Rangoon it up and burn it <laughs> off like also I was in my 20s right you know it was a
3: crazy time. You had the Me- metabol- the hot metabolism yeah. of a thousand suns.
2: Metabolism obviously, it was crazy. Whatever the that's right. that's adverb yeah, that's of good. metabolism yeah. is. Yeah. Now, I'm much older, and it's really starting to... It's. Uh, I went for a walk yesterday, and I caught a reflection of myself in the mirror, and it, there is a definite paunch that... I think I'm heavier now than I've ever been, um, but I'm also eating a lot late at night, and I'm, I have to say I'm hitting a lot of that two-buck chuck, that Trader Jones... Trader Joe's wine and that yeah. packs it on. So, yeah, but I that, do have a big appetite. I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a heavy eater. I guess you would say.
0: That's the alcohol is killer, and I, and I didn't realize uh, until I mean, as I got older, like the liquid calories really just pack. Like I just add yeah. on the pounds. If I yeah, drink, totally. if I'm in a, a heavy drinking phase where that's how I'm dealing with stress or whatever, and and. Uh, I like. I just. I will add ten pounds in a week and a half. It's it's ridiculous yeah. how much you. And so like, it, it, yeah. Even and 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 aside from the appetite side of things, it's just like that's been the toughest thing for me to control because it's just you just do have moments of uh, where where I'm just like, what's the point? You know. You're talking about during quarantine during Jesus. COVID times. Right. Yeah, during lockdown, yeah, yeah. like, and, and I feel right. like that's, that's been you know that's been a part of my life in general. Uh, that that what, nihilism. What's the, what's the point? What's the what's point? The point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it, M- it particularly Mitch, Mitch, feels. I,
3: I was I was put off by Weiger's turn to darkness earlier, the cannibalism one. But I fully endorse this turn to nihilism. I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready to stare into this abyss. Let's I, yeah. go.
1: Weiger and I bond on this situ- on on this whole thing. We're 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 in the same boat here. Yeah. What is the
3: point? Yeah. What is the point?
2: Well, I think that across the world, I would imagine there's a lot of weight gain going on mm-hmm. from people who are stuck at home and can't exercise as much and are probably dealing with feelings of nihilism or depression or lethargy and just, right. you know, like, I've definitely just been going crazy food-wise, I have to say. And
3: What's the craziest thing you've eaten in quarantine? Like, anything that rivals dad pizza, son pizza?
2: <laughs> um... I mean, the thi- the sad thing is, because I'm not really a foodie, when I go to the grocery store, I usually just buy the same 10 things. And then it just comes down to, are they eaten over the course of two nights or mm. a single night's, you know, rampage? Like a <laughs> Trader Joe's sharp New Zealand cheddar cheese, just like, just throw back a whole... Yeah. I feel weird talking about this. Just eat a are whole... You- Brick of cheese. Whole brick of are cheese. Are you biting into that thing like
0: an apple or are no. you like cutting off pieces?
2: <laughs> no, I have to, you know, I play this illusion that I'm a gentleman and a gourmand. So I, I've cut it up into slices. And then, um, oh boy. Okay. So I also really like their peanuts, the, 50 cent, the 50% salted peanuts. Not the unsalted peanuts mm. and not the mm, fully yes. salted peanuts. But Trader Joe's has a 50% salt, which is just enough. And I'll make a big bowl of those and then i'll put slices of cheddar cheese on it <laughs> hang on kind of like a salad <laughs> and um and then just alternate fistful of peanuts fistful of cheese fistful of peanuts fistful of cheese yeah and ah, uh yeah. drink wine but nothing i mean i don't think i've any, done anything too crazy like yeah there was one night i you know
3: i'm going to tell you yeah. i'm going to tell you david i don't know we're all doing our best right we have yeah. to forgive ourselves right we have to forgive each other. But, and uh, uh, that that's really weird. Bowl of peanuts, bowl of cheese combined.
2: Well, I, those are my two, I think those are literally my two favorite foods are peanuts and, I think I, I'm and a cheddar cheese. I'm, yeah, I'm a
3: little I mean, worried. I've
2: been doing that. This did not start. Oh, forever? In, this is not. No, because when I go home to North Carolina to visit my parents, my dad is from Wisconsin. So he always has wonderful, sharp Wisconsin cheese that he had shipped in. From his brother in wow. in Wisconsin, and North Carolina has wonderful peanuts. And so, when I would go home to visit my parents, come home from a night a night's revelry with my friends at the old haunts of our youth, I would come home and plop myself in front of the TV and watch, you know, local North Carolina cable access TV and eat peanuts and cheese. I think it's a comfort, you know, it's a comfort thing for me. It's so a you're safe, mixing safe... like
3: cubes of cheese in a in a
2: slices, oh. not cubes. I I think. So a bowl of, of peanuts
3: with, with slices of cheese on top of it.
0: Well, yeah, or on the side like celery sticks. Um, okay, you know what I, I, I mean. You're you're like un- yeah, you're like alternating. You're not making like some sort of like peanut nachos. Well, oh, you are cold, cold that
2: actually, peanut nachos because not. <laughs> if I had a microwave, I would try that.
3: <laughs> David, what are the what are the peanuts that you turned me on to that you liked so much from your youth?
2: Well, this is actually a kind of a bummer. They're Aunt Ruby's peanuts. They're from Enfield, North Carolina. They're the best peanuts in the world, but it turns out
3: Uh Aunt
2: Ruby was a big supporter of the infamous bathroom law, the bathroom bill that Republican Governor Pat McCrory tried passing. So I'm kind of on a little bit of an Aunt Ruby's hiatus until they get their act together. I've just been eating... Trader Joe's pizzas.
0: Do you guys, other than other than David, do you guys have a shame shame snack? Something you fixed up, uh, maybe in the dead of the night, maybe when you're alone, that you're like, yes. mm, this is maybe this is this is a weird, but it it scratches the itch for me.
3: Not to give the game away, although I suppose it's been given away in terms of what we're discussing today. But an item that I secured at the featured grocery store for grocery store month today.
0: Grocery mm-hmm. store month, yeah.
1: You're just, it's, it's just such
0: bullshit. I just can't even, it's grocery store month. You could have, you could have engaged on, when we were trying to pitch what, they, what it could be called, and you completely shut it down.
1: No, I, and I said to you, it's called grocery store month, and Suster said, yep, grocery store month. We've talked yep. about this forever. Mm-hmm. It's a thing
0: I wanted to do. You didn't even want it to happen. Doesn't fit the template of what we normally do in Doughboys, but continue your thought, Hodgman. Yeah.
3: What, the, 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 the template that is the shape of your brain? You have to control everything?
1: <laughs> 100%. Thank you, Hodgman. You're welcome. Fucking control freak. And fucking regular freak. You're two and
3: types can- of freaks. <laughs> Cannibal fantasist. No, we're friends, Double Reed. You and I, we're friends. Yeah. No, now, what I was going to say is, doing. one of the items, maybe, maybe the, the solution, the, the, the worst thing that I do during quarantine is just have a big huge spoonful of peanut butter in the middle of the night and oh that's yeah one. of course and then i have another one
1: that's not that bad that's 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 that's, okay,
2: that's healthy right? that's just protein packing that's good
3: that's not good at not good at midnight oh mm. um i don't think that's so good that's but i'm I, i'm i'm look i'm not i'm not as comfortable with myself that i would sit there with a big bowl full of peanuts and cheese to me, this, this is a thing that I would eat when, when no one is watching. And I have to, you know, it's when I sneak out right. in the middle of the night in a hunger pang. But I think I've found, I think I've found a, a, an item that uh, will replace that in the future, which we'll talk oh, about Oh, wow. I'll tell you sometime after the break. All, All right. It's called wow. a tease. All right. Because guess what? We're podcasters, too. Judge John Hodge podcast. David Reese has the Election Profit Makers podcast. But listen, you guys. You go ahead. I have nothing. <laughs>
0: I was going to offer up my own spoon-based shame snack, which was yes. not something I've done since I was a child, but I would occasionally Jesus. take a naughty spoonful out of the mayo jar oh, yeah. and put it directly in my mouth.
3: Yeah, I've done that too. Sorry. Yeah. Really? You've all done that? Yes. Oh, What the fuck? I used to
2: spread mayonnaise on matzo bread.
3: Mayonnaise on matzo is That great. was my
2: treat growing wow. up in elementary school. We would go by. Matzo bread. We weren't Jewish, but it would always be just be at the store, and we would buy it, and it, you know, it's so dry. I, it drives me crazy. I love really dry, crunchy things, um, and uh, I would put mayonnaise on it to give it a little moisture and a little fat. It's really good. I recommend Wow. It. So, and
3: you say you're not a foodie.
2: I know. <laughs> I need a name for that. A spoon. A spoonful of mayo is only
1: made grosser by Weiger saying a naughty little spoon of mayo. I <laughs> is, that, is that what you said? Well, a I
0: naughty. knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it. It was breaking some household rules. Oh, that was God. part of the appeal,
3: I guess. I guess my own mind blocked this out. My own shame filter blocked this out. But I'm going to be, a, to be perfectly honest, I, I would sometimes have a naughty little spoonful of peanut butter, and then get another spoon, obviously, and then have a, a, a naughty little spoonful of mayonnaise. And by wow, n- little, by little I mean a, a, ta- a full tablespoon.
2: Really? Wow, that's yeah. gross.
3: Yeah. I love both of those things. You know me, I don't. Ugh, you should
2: have had the mayonnaise first, and then the peanut butter would be dessert. That's weird. You did it backwards. That
0: was a sandwich, wasn't it? Yeah, people have a peanut butter and mayo sandwich. That is a, that is a sandwich some people will. Really? Li- li- that, like peanut butter and pickles, is a wow. sandwich I've never tried that maybe I would like, but it sounds revolting on the surface. Right. But I trust someone who says, no, it's actually good. I've just never right. deigned to try it.
3: I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat peanut butter and mayonnaise in quick succession. Sure. But I would never dignify them with bread.
0: Yeah. It might work, though. Mitch, you, you must have something. You must have some snack you've had in your past that you are maybe, that's maybe a little embarrassing.
1: No. Nothing? Not really. No, there's I, no uh, food
0: consumption in your life you're ever like a little bit ashamed of?
3: I mean, I'm just ashamed by the amount. Mm what was that pizza that you were eating at the top of the professional podcast that you're hosting?
1: It's 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 for the podcast.
3: Oh, it is? It, that's right. I thought it was an unrelated unrelated frozen pizza.
1: A, an unrelated pie mid mid <laughs> show? Yeah. I mean, it's not unprecedented. <laughs> I don't eat pies mid show? I got a, have, and I got two more things here too oh, that I that, wow. I that I have oh, to snack on. Oh, you got those things. We won't say what they are, but I it's got just some holding things. up a couple of food items.
2: Wow. Your palate is very different than mine. You're attracted to very different foods than I am. That's interesting. This is just this is just a small taste. Okay. All right. The thing
3: in that crackly little bag that you held directly into the microphone is something that I was <laughs> <laughs> something that I was very tempted to get myself as well, Mitch, but I I didn't uh, for reasons we'll explain later. For some
1: people who listen to the podcast that was it for them right there that 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 whole crinkly thing into the microphone they're
3: done with the po- they probably turned it off now that's what they're that's what they're waiting for <laughs> I thought they I thought they got some kind of ASMR hit from it they're always waiting for they get. They're waiting for the crinkle.
0: Yeah. Some people hate the crinkly. Some people like the crinkly too much, and that's that's basically most of our listenership. Right. Uh, right. One of those two polls.
1: Nick, can I can I just say yes. can I just say some things at the top of grocery store month before we start discussing this pod? The, sure. This, this store, this podcast. One. This is oh this is the the top
3: of grocery store month. This this is this is the first episode of grocery store oh awesome store this month. is great oh you wow start with the best. That's, inc- that's incredible forget okay. the rest, Mitch, uh, I mean. Sorry, Nick, tell us what it's all about cuz you're the one in charge.
0: Oh. I don't I mean I don't have anything. I mean, they're cute up. No. This is Mitch's baby. Mitch is,
3: Mitch is rubbing his eyes in frustration, but it looks <laughs> it looks like a panda bear crying.
0: <laughs> there's a few things you're going to take into consideration. It's pretty here. straightforward. We're just we're all just right. reviewing grocery stores, right? There's no there's not a, a big big list of parameters. Yeah, but there's a lot Here's of
1: things you got to you, you got to talk you, there's a lot of things you got to talk about. Okay.
3: One off the top of the bat. Which this I is think the thing? Wait, just... wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, M- Mitch. Yeah, I apologize to you because I realize now this is not grocery store month. This is Green Grocer Mike's grocery store month. It's <laughs> wow. your grocery store month.
1: Green. <laughs> ah, I just poked my eye. That's not easy to do, Mitch.
3: Green Grocer Spoon Man. Your neighborhood grocery store. Can I be Trader Joe himself? It's just the point is it's yours.
1: I am. Yes. All right, yeah. I am giving the grocery store man, month to you. Green Grocer Spoon Man's Grocery Store Month that just flows perfectly. <laughs> Green Grocer Spoonman's Man's Grocery Store Month. That's what it is. Wyger.
3: Look, we'll wor- We'll workshop it. We'll refine it, Mitch. No, 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 the, no. That's the final. important thing. Is two points. One, it's yours. Totally yours. Totally your control. Two, no mm-hmm. puns.
1: I agree. Green Grocer Spoonman's Grocery Store Month. Green Grocer Spoonman's Grocery Store Month. Weiger, that's what it is. And there's some... You know what? Here's some rules for your Weigs. Okay. There's some things you got to take into consideration with with Grocery Store Month. One, the actual grocery store itself. How's it looking? How's it feeling? Uh Two, the parking. (laughs) Uh The parking is also an issue with Grocery Store Month. And we can get into that today because you know what? One of the big faults of today's grocery store... Is the parking mm. three? Wow. Uh, produce. Produce. Uh, huh, huh.
3: well, produce. Writing this, produce. Writing, writing this produce? down.
1: <laughs> produce. That's all.
3: Four. That, oh, that's a category. How many lines? I wish, I I wish we'd known in this. advance.
0: I would have gotten some more. I would have focused my purchasing more on produce. No, that's all right. Shut up. Just shut up. Uh. <laughs> four Overall, snacks.
1: Pardon. Original snacks. Five frozen snacks. Six. Uh, room temp snacks. There you go. That's everything in grocery. Oh wait, seven checkout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this grocery store is going to crush in all these categories, except maybe produce. I don't know. This is a guaranteed winner because you're hitting all this grocery store's strengths, and you're also hitting all the reasons I love it.
1: Wow, that is you know what, and I and I get what you're saying, but I there there are, I think there's some things for me that bug me a little bit with it. Oh uh, wait, one last one. Eight eight is a uh, hoity toityness. That's the last one. Wee <laughs> tweetiness. <All
3: right>. Oh, <laughs> I like this. Gist.
1: Emma, can you? Emma, can you remember all these categories? Sure.
3: This is what I got: overall impressions, parking, produce, snacks, frozen snacks. Room temperature snacks. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Isn't that sorry, just sorry, snacks? Sorry. I know, I don't know. That seems like an No, keep there.
2: frozen keep frozen and unfrozen apart. Cold yeah. not frozen snacks, so that can
3: be Cold. drinks
0: too. What? what? Okay. A drink what? Look, is a it's snack? Your,
3: hey, hey, hey! It's Mitch's grocery store month.
0: <laughs> There's a thing you've completely neglected here, which does not apply to this week's chain, which is hot bar. But that's a big part of a lot of grocery stores. Well, they have some sort of hot food they sell. That's an issue, though, And that's, what, that's what I said. The Trader Joe's, what we're reviewing this week, should not even qualify because it doesn't serve hot Whoa. food. Well, none of them serve hot food right now, right? None of them. Serve, none I mean, them, you, yeah. can go, you can go to some of them in and Las get something Vegas. from behind the counter. Yeah, you, you go to the Wind Buffet in Vegas. You're fine. Also, Weiger, this is
1: why the grocery store month, the hot food bar was going to be the doubles. That's what we talked about. Hmm.
0: I don't think we. I don't think we. I think we settled on this in a hurry, and I think the fact that you're making up eight rules on the fly right now speaks to yeah. your lack of preparation, your lack of thought into this. Concept. Oh, shut
1: the fuck up, you fucking dork! <laughs> Listen to me, Wiger. <laughs> I had this idea forever, and I said the hot bars were the doubles. Suster can back me up on this. You did. You said the hot bars should actually be the main episodes. That's what we thought about. I stand by that.
3: That's weird.
1: It, weird. It is weird. I agree. Hot it's bars very weird. Should be the main. Sh- main hot also, bars should be the main episode? Weird. And I said well, also, no. What are, what are we now, saying? Hot like bars if we're... are gone, so it is just the episode
0: is the grocery store. If we're going to Kroger, are we re- only reviewing Kroger brand snacks? Is that what you say? Like everything has to be store brand? Yeah, I think that's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I, I'm sorry. You, I, I was. I thought you said if we're going to Kroger, and I
0: got very nervous for a second. Cru- <laughs> you mean. Wait, do you mean from, uh, from the last season of Seinfeld, who George Costanza worked for? Freddy
1: Krueger, you fool. Oh. <laughs> so dumb. Time to ring you up,
0: bitch. <laughs> we'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> We're going to break? Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024
1: with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language.
0: Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life
1: situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world.
0: Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask Mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go.
1: Here's a special (laughs) limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash
0: Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also. Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator in chief, I'd call it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun you know that's like built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon, the moon, moon is out, out. there's never, never a doubt. doubt. The, moon the moon is cool. <laughs>
1: And when the sun's Sun's up up high, you can't deny deny it's gonna gonna be hot, 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 hot,
0: hot, hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in the summertime. And the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a
1: packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and
0: drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Get you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes, and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love, the th- I love the smell, too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. Come on. The moon is cool. Cool, cool, cool. The moon is cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour. Live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And
1: Wise has got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach. Wow. Green grape. Wow. Raspberry melon. And lemon lime.
0: Oh boy, Mitch, Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up. Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags,
1: that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes, some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my
0: mom the same gift twice. Wow, it's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it. It's that it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind
1: that. Well, guess what, Wags. By visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code Doughboys at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her aura frame so much.
0: This is true. She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm-hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch... To send your mom a photo right now. The hell! Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with John Hodgman and David Reese for Grocery Store Month. But before
3: we get into no, that, no, no, Friendly Green Grocer Spoon Man's Grocery Store Month. What was it again? Friendly Green Grocer Spoonman's Grocery
1: Store Month.
0: We're here for Friendly. We're here with John Hodgman and David Reese for Friendly Green Grocers Mitch Grocery. Gro, friendly Green Grocer Mitch's Grocery Store no. Month. No, you're intentionally sounds, getting it wrong.
1: Sounds better every time. Friendly Green Grocer Spoonman's
3: Grocery Store Month.
0: Friendly Green Grocer Spoonman's Grocery Store Month. Grocer
3: Mike's Grocery Store Month. Would be for one sure way
0: to say it.
1: And look, yes. I, and also, by the way, we decided to do Trader Joe's, and then after the fact, we decided to say that it was grocery store month. Yeah, we kind of retconned it. So this was a scramble, so there was not much time to prepare. Now what? Because we didn't prepare up to your liking, you're just not going to take part? You're going to be a little stinker? You're be I'm fucking, taking part. You're I'm di- participating. You're going to be a baby with his diaper full. You're going to be just a little baby about the whole thing.
3: If there's no hot bar, it's not a grocery store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, that is my official position. But I'm going to no. I'm going to roll with it. This is Green Grocer. Oh, Spoon cool. Man's. You're roll with it. Yes, I'm being flexible. Wow, what a great guy. You had plenty of time to pull this together. Uh, but that said, Shut before up, what we get the into. Fuck? Before we talk about, about this week's chain, I want to talk a little bit about, about Dicktown on FXX, yes. premiering July 9th, uh, which should be shortly after this episode releases. Yes. Uh, but tell us a little bit about the show.
3: Well, look, you know, I do a lot of different things. David, uh, David Reese does a lot of different things, but we've been friends for a long time. This is our first real collaboration, and it was a total delight. David and I wanted to do an animated detective show, and what we came up with was this show called Dicktown. In which my character, John Hunchman, is a <laughs> former child detective, like an encyclopedia Brown. Got it. But now he's grown up and he's a sad man in his 40s, living alone, still solving crimes for teenagers. And David Reese plays David Purefoy, my former high school archenemy and bully, who has also failed to thrive, and now lives, and now works as my... Driver and enforcer and unlikely friend in Hunchman Investigations, all in the fictional town of Richardsville, North Carolina, a.k.a. Dicktown. Wow. And that is the concept.
2: That was a good summary. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mystery of the week. Each, each week there's a new high school kid who comes to John with a mystery to be solved.
3: Yeah. And each week I, I lament the fact that I am still only employable by children.
1: <laughs> right. And I, I Got hate it. it. Sounds like Walker's dream job. <laughs> all right.
2: John's character lives on a houseboat, which is kind of
3: cool. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. I, yeah. I, I,
2: I love a
0: houseboat detective. Yeah. Houseboat detective cool is it's that?
3: A, it's a it's a trope. And uh, in the first episode, we have our friends Gene uh, Grey and Zach Galifianakis doing voices. Wow. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins do voices. Wow. Uh, John Glazer, John Benjamin, all are all all these amazing folks uh, came in and did stuff. Uh, Kristen Shawl, Griffin Newman from. Uh, a blank check oh, wow. and the famous wow. t- Tombstone Week. What a lineup! Uh, it's great. It's and it's and it's you know, uh, you you know how, you know how it's so easy to watch television these days. I mean, television it's everywhere, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's on Never your phone. Easier. It's on a it's on a seat back of an airplane back in the before times days. You you huh. can stream 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 it to your screen or your streams or whatever. Look, FX said no, it's too easy, too easy to watch television. Too easy. We don't want to make it easy for people to watch Dicktown. Stop
2: spoiling these babies.
3: We want to turn them into little detectives, too.
2: <laughs> the case of so, the missing TV show. Yeah. So
3: No, they're, they're wonderful, of course. But if you want to watch Dick Town, and I hope you do, the first of 10 episodes comes out July 9th, airing at 10 p.m. on FXX as part... Of their half-hour short-form comedy show, Cake. So it's an wow. anthology show called Cake. That's going to be the listing. And embedded within there, among all the other genius, genius cool stuff that they're, they're shipping out to stoners late at night, is our show, Dicktown. Hell yeah. And then that will happen Thursday after Thursday after Thursday, ten times. And then our stuff is done. You can continue to watch Cake if you want. But it goes out 10 p.m. Thursdays on FXX. Trust me, you have it somewhere. Or check it out the next day streaming on FX on Hulu. And then I believe later, once they all stream through on Cake, the individual episodes themselves will be available. But for now... Uh, no, I think through. they're
2: available as standalone episodes on Hulu the next day. Is that oh, true? Wow. I think so. We'll need more you clues, but I think there's only, one,
3: there's only one way to find <laughs> out. Solve the mystery. <laughs> right. Watch Dicktown at 10 p.m. on Thursdays It's part of Cake on FXX, and then check out FX on Hulu to see what form it takes then. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. Thank you.
2: Classic TV mystery.
3: Yeah, we had a lot lot of fun.
0: Check that out on Cake. And hey, uh, moving from Cake the show to Cake the food, which is something you might find at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's headquartered in Monrovia, California, east of L.A. Founded Mm -hmm. by, there is a Trader Joe, Joe Colombo. Uh, Who uh, Joe Columb, I believe is how you pronounce his name, who started the company. Uh, It is the same corporate ownership as Aldi, which is a German grocer and has over 500 locations. Uh, So David and John, when we went to you, we were like, hey, what chain would you want to cover? David, you came back hot with Trader Joe's, specifically Trader Joe's frozen meals, which you said are sustaining you during our current crisis. I have incredible
2: brand loyalty and enthusiasm for Trader Joe's grocery stores. Wow. I think they're one of the great American grocery store chains. And I think of the Trader Joe's that I used to go to on Court Street in Brooklyn when I lived in New York City is probably my number three or four restaurant. I mean, my number three or four grocery store of all time for life. Wow. I think it's just a magnificent grocery store. It's in an old bank. And because I worked from home I was rarely like going into the grand buildings of Manhattan for work or anything. And so going into that grocery store every week was like my one exposure to grand architecture being in that Trader Joe's with its incredibly high ceilings, so much higher. Most New York city grocery stores have really are really claustrophobic. Right. And that Trader Joe's had these glorious high old timey bank ceilings. And, um, I just think Trader Joe's, I just think it's the best. I think Trader Joe's, I respect it. I think its aesthetic is incredible and stimulating. I think the whole way that they, that they present, I think Trader Joe's, I'll put it like this. Trader Joe's has a very unique aesthetic of abundance that runs very counter to most American grocery stores. And ironically, kind of makes me even more excited to eat their food. And mm. I think Trader Joe's is the best and I think their snacks are th- the greatest. I think their frozen snacks are terrific, and I think their room-temperature snacks kick <laughs> ass, too. Wow. Yeah. What about their wow. cold-but-not-frozen snacks? Cold-but-not-frozen yeah, I don't like those kinds of snacks. I only like extremes. Got
1: it. Wow. That includes, like, pre-made sandwiches and so on, Weiger, by the way.
3: Hmm. Trader Just so you yeah. know, Oh. Trader Joe's does
2: have a few things in there... I don't know if you would call it their deli case, but they do. will have little to go things. I think little sandwiches.
0: Yeah, some prepackaged salads. Prepackaged salad. I never like get that salad. stuff.
2: I just go for gro- for groceries. I love groceries, and I've eaten so many fucking groceries since this coronavirus started. I haven't had takeout but like three times in the last three or four months. Right. I'm really homesteading. I,
3: I love grocery stores very much, and when. I am driving – when I go – when I'm with my family and I see a grocery store and I say I'm going to go in there, my children beg me to not do it because they know they will not see me for hours. Wow. I find them <laughs> profoundly calming, interesting. I love looking for weird regional or off-brand foods. Uh, I, mm. just, I, I just love the feeling of I – love, I love the feeling of that cold AC on my upper arms, and uh, and I and, I, and I, you know I love the I uh, love the chaos of certain super, uh, grocery stores or supermarkets, and I love the clean lines uh, and and uh, uh, curated atmosphere of others. I just love going in there. That feeling of I can, you know I can make any food I want tonight. I can buy any of this. What I'm saying is I love grocery stores, and yet, even though my quick glance at the Wikipedia page just now informed me that the first Trader Joe's is a West Coast chain. It started in yes. Pasadena or something. Mm-hmm. You probably talked about it already. Yep. The first East Coast store historically, the first historic East Coast Trader Joe's, Brookline, Massachusetts. My I've hometown. been to that How Trader Joe's. That's what I wanted to talk about. 1996. 1996,
2: exactly when I was living in Boston. And I have a memory of going to this crazy grocery store called Trader Joe's yes. and being like, this place is so funky. I've never been... Is this a yeah. chain or is this one man? Is this, I didn't know Trader Joe wasn't just like, my name is Trader Joe and this is my bodega. Welcome. One, right. called one, Trader of, Joe's.
3: one of Brookline's famous local eccentrics. Yeah,
2: right. I mm-hmm. remember <laughs> going to that Trader Joe's and I was probably there very early because that's when I was living in Boston and looking around and being like, wow, this is really crazy. It has like yeah. clip art cartoons on the walls and everything's handmade, right. but it kind of feels like a chain. Like, what is this grocery store?
3: Yeah. And I would go there too when I would be, you know, coming home from, College or visiting. Well, at that point, I was living in New York, but I'd go there too. But here's the thing: as much as I love grocery stores, I never thought of Trader Grow. I never thought of Trader Joe's as a grocery store right. until today. What did you think it was? Because I would go in there and I'd be like, "I this this people are wearing these these Hawaiian shirts. Uh, they everything everything all the shelves are low. Everything is branded Trader Joe's. There's a lot of prepackaged." Um, you know, snack food. And I was like, oh, this is just a novelty. This is a novelty store.
2: You thought it was like a Halloween store?
3: (laughs) Well, just like, this is like, you know what? I mean, I I think, I think probably, I think probably because of the same kind of semi problematic cultural appropriation of Trader Joe's uh, taking the tiki style. It reminded me a lot of old school Banana Republic. Remember Mm. old school Banana Republic? Yeah, when it was a quote unquote safari store. Right. Mm. Mitch, Mitch, you ever go to the Banana Republic in Quincy Market with the Jeep coming out of the window?
0: Oh yeah, I've I've seen that before. That sounds um, awesome. Like a Planet Hollywood is like crashed into it. Yes. Yeah, it was
3: like all it was all like Indiana Jones themed, and all of the clothing was like safari vests and pith helmets i mean for a weird 13 year old only child like me it was heaven that was exactly <laughs> where i wanted. and and though i might want to buy all of my clothes and pith helmets there no regular person that would be a spice that no regular person would do their whole wardrobe shopping at right. this novelty store they would get maybe one pith helmet for a sunday or whatever and otherwise go to a normal clothes store that's how i felt yes. about trader joe's like you can't go and, and then, do all your grocery shopping there. That's where it was you like a dinner taquitos. party store, is what you mean. It's yeah, like this is yeah, where you go
2: before you before you're 24 and you have your first dinner party in your new apartment. We're going to go to Trader Joe's yeah. and get some cheap wine, some cheese and crackers,
3: bean and cheese taquitos, right? Yes. Some
2: funky stuff in a in a bag. But I'm telling you, it's a legitimate yeah, grocery store. I
3: I what I figured out today when I went into your Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is a real grocery
2: store. Hodgman,
3: did you, ever,
1: did you ever buy yourself a nice little outfit and then go upstairs to the Comedy Connection at Faneuil Hall and <laughs> oh. take in Robert Schimmel on stage or something?
3: No, I was a Catch a Rising Star guy in Harvard Square. Wow. That's where, mm. I, that's where I saw uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, wow. b- uh, before he had his show. Yeah, How Jeremy, exciting. Jeremy Chipman said, do you want to go see Jerry Seinfeld at Catch a Rising Star? I said, I don't know who that is. He said, oh, he's a great comic. I saw him on Letterman. And I went and he was good. There you go. I went there What a, a rising
0: star to catch! I Who's,
3: caught that rising star, but you wow. know what? He, he he shook he shook me. He shook me. I could have destroyed his <laughs> career right then. <laughs> I could have held him down. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no! Don't talk! Don't talk to Larry David. Me, I'm going to be your collaborator. <laughs> he escaped. He barely escaped my claws. Hodgman, that
1: pizzeria Regina in that Faneuil Hall is also not bad. It's one of the better ones.
3: The uh, right
1: pizza. That was Regina the. Faneuil.
3: I don't want to go down the pizzeria Regina. Walk. With yeah, you that'll day. be a 10-minute right. detour. Only, I've only got two days to record this podcast. <laughs>
0: um, I, I will say that, that your, your characterization of it as a specialty store, Hodgman, is interesting because it, it, SoCal is the home of Trader Joe's. And so I grew up with it, and it was in Long Beach, the weird store down by the marina that really was akin to—I'm trying to think of another chain that's, that's similar, but like a Cost Plus— I don't know if everyone's familiar with Cost Plus. Not at Um, all. Like a world market, like a place where it would be. Oh. Oh, yes. Where where you kind of go in and it's it's less about like we've got proper groceries like I watched the slow dissolve over the decades as it turned into a more traditional grocery store offering just uh you know produce and 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 proteins like you would at a standard store but it used to be a place where yeah you'd go and get get weird mm. nuts and and liquor um and specialty sodas you know it was like a and 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 imported candies it was like a specialty food store that eventually Are we talking became about
3: Trader Trader Joe's. Trader, Old Joe's. Trader, Trader Joe's Je- now? Oh yeah.
0: Old Trader Joe's was like a specialties food store that became yeah. a grocery store. So yeah, it definitely has those elements in in terms of how I like I think just in terms of how the store is presented, it's still kind of you still kind of feel that heritage a little bit.
2: It's a, it's kind of swimming against the current actually, you know? Mm. Uh it's gone from being niche and oh, isn't this an interesting little cracker to kind of becoming more of a general purpose place for your right. staples whereas so much of America's food culture has moved in the opposite direction, where there are people who will just walk around all day just going from interesting food store to interesting food store, right. Things have gotten yeah. more specialized, and Trader Joe, in his wisdom
0: has has become more general. <laughs> <laughs> but not yeah. too general. It's, it's still, the stores don't have a massive footprint versus some other, you know, like megalith go- grocery stores. Yeah. It's, it's still a smaller, more compact store with, with streamlined fare. A lot of times they offer one of, you know, its category. There's that's one what brand I love. of chicken thighs that, that you can
2: oh, get. It's, I, yeah. That's the best thing about Trader Joe's. I yeah. love that. But it's
0: all, Trader, it's all Trader Joe's picks. It's mostly Trader Joe's brand, and some of them are other picks that they I think have, it's over 80% Trader Joe's brand. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: see that's what it's like, you know what, you know what, David, you say you're not a foodie and you kept saying that over and over again with such dripping contempt for foodieism. And yet Trader Joe's is your favorite grocery store. That's mm. that's a I think one of the reasons that it's it's it grew in popularity particularly during the high food network era of the late 90s is people mm. were were deciding that they were going to uh That they were going to do what they were doing on television and start paying attention to food in a different way. And Trader Joe's offered them a sort of wacky permission structure to look at food as a um, lifestyle accoutrement as opposed to just a slab of meat they eat at dinner. So when you go into Trader Joe's, you're like, what is this? Why am I waiting in line for the Jungle Cruise? What's happening here? It's a curated world, and that, and it's specifically, literally curated. It's like we have this one chicken thigh. We have marinated this for you. Like it's this like fast casual uh, 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 lifestyle brand that you are a part of the moment you enter into it.
2: But the but the reason it works is because they have. It's the thing about abundance. Okay, when I go to a big, huge, massive grocery store and there's a whole aisle that's just tomato sauce, and it's like now. Being at the Home Depot, it's like simultaneously very very comforting because, oh, I live in a time of abundance and plenty. Nothing bad will ever happen. I'm surrounded by tomato paste options. But then also I get creeped out because it's like, you know, there's just a lot of food waste and it's just kind of a gross feeling. It's too much. And then you go to Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's is like, we have Trader Joe's tomato sauce. Take it or leave it.
3: Boom. Done.
2: Trader Joe's out. You know, it's like the
3: Apple store. This is the, this is the thing you can buy. It's kind of like that, but it's.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, and so that's why I like it, because I get anxious when there's too many options, you know? like
3: yeah.
0: Analysis paralysis.
2: Analysis Very paralysis, common. yeah. Trader Joe's, I think, is good for someone like me, because I'm sure the tomato sauce is going to be fine, you know? Like, I don't yeah. need a bunch of options. I'll go crazy. And
3: You're I right. don't no, have right.
2: a, My palate is not sophisticated enough where I'm like, oh, but they don't have the tomato sauce that has whatever the, the onion don't get me in it don't get me whatever.
3: wrong i i i had a great experience there today oh okay. at that one in the bank on court street right. that's yeah, where i went yeah. this morning and what i learned when i went there is maybe it's changed and evolved as nick said or maybe i just couldn't see through my own uh, uh prejudices that that is a it's it's a legit grocery store that i could get everything yes. there and i will i will go again
1: hodgman you bring up you you bring up you you bring up a good point um well, that it feels like I mean. you're in line for the Jungle Cruise, but mm-hmm. an issue I have is there's no ride. It doesn't give you the ride. You know, it's the all the store fun is stuff. the
2: ride. Mm, boy, <laughs> the store is the ride. And you know what? I have another issue too. There's cartoons everywhere. There's stuff to read. There's little
3: signs. There's all these different yeah. types of food. Yeah, that's what they learned. That's what they learned from Disney: the art of queuing. All that queuing. <laughs> All those lines are, are are very cleverly decorated to keep you engaged. I love the Jungle Cruise, but hasn't there ever been a time when you get on that boat and you're like, oh, I wish I could go back in that line. <laughs> it's Just a bunch of dumb robots underwater.
1: <laughs> jungle, jungle Cruise maybe is the example of the line is better than the ride. I think that, that's hmm. a, that is a huge possibility. I was going to say, Trader Joe is also missing out on a big opportunity to have a mascot. Tra- like I said, i mentioned this for a little bit before, but Trader Joe himself... Just a rough, a gruff guy who fucking trades. He trades for groceries. Mm. You auditioning?
3: Are you auditioning?
1: I'm. I Maybe I'm auditioning a little bit. You know what I had to do? Do you know what I had to do to get you those peanut butter stuffed pretzels? I had to trade my soul away. Things
0: like that.
3: <laughs> One quarter portion. Is that Trader Joe? A <laughs>
1: L-
0: little Uncar plot I, Now I'm worried about Green Grocer Spoonman's objectivity over the course of this month if you're trying to... Offer yourself up as the trader, the face of Trader Joe's. Look, I'm going to audition for every mask.
3: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I hope you know what. I hope they hear this. I hope he gets it. I hope he. I I hope he leaves this podcast and becomes a huge star. I don't want (laughs) to hold him back, the way I almost held back Jerry Seinfeld.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we should get into what we, what specifically we got, because there's a lot to discuss, and there are eight categories to break down. Apparently, Um, there's actually ten.
1: It's finalized now.
0: All right, fine. There's 10 categories. So David is holding up one of the items that he demanded we get, and I did get them. This is one of the frozen meals. These are the mac and cheese bites. Uh, David, do you want to describe these and why you are are such a fan? Sure. So I started picking
2: these up at my local Trader Joe's a couple months ago. Um, The packaging, what they are, (laughs) these things are so terrific. These are breaded deep-fried balls that are stuffed with mac and cheese. Yeah. And you put them in the oven and you heat them up and then you just you just go nuts. And so I was in the frozen food aisle looking for fun stuff to heat in the oven and I saw the image of these breaded balls and I love breaded ball stuff like takoyaki, you know, like the, the deep-fried breaded octopus uh, balls you can have Japanese cuisine stuff. It's so good. So I looked at it and then I saw. Oh wait a minute! It's actually filled with mac and cheese. <sighs> I'm not crazy about mac and cheese. Yeah, I used you saw have... it was going
3: to be stuffed with crab rangoon. In yeah, that? exactly.
2: <laughs> I used to eat a lot of mac and cheese. I used to eat a lot of Annie's mac and cheese, the one with the mm. bunnies. When I when I when I was again in my twenties, and I felt like maybe I've eaten enough mac and cheese, but I have to try this because if, if they can pull this off. Then that's a moonshot and I want to ride on that rocket ship. So I took them home and, uh, you know, you just heat them up. They're frozen. You heat them up in the oven. And then I thought, I don't like their serving suggestion. Their serving suggestion looks like you're supposed to dip them in like, what is that? Marinara sauce or something.
0: They picture marinara sauce, which I expected to be included in the box. Oh, it's not in the no, box.
2: no. They just oh. give you the balls. You have yeah, to sauce them tease. yourself. And yeah. I thought, well, they're not mozzarella sticks. I don't want to do marinara sauce. So I came up with my own custom dip that I'll share with everybody, which is really simple. Life hack. It's just mayonnaise and sriracha. And so you heat up these mac and cheese balls and then you can eat them with a fork and dip them in a mixture of mayonnaise and sriracha. It's so freaking good. It's the most excited I've been about food since quarantine started. Trader Joe's mac and and cheese bites.
3: That's a great ball hack.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 Mayo and Sriracha will plus up pretty much anything. I will say I got some of these. I was I was again taken aback that the marinara dipping sauce is not included. But that said, I, I put them up, uh, in the oven. It's
3: Clear. You'll you'll never let that betrayal go. That is a grudge you will take to your grave. Obviously, one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, but the ten thousand
3: years ago, when your robotic form is traveling through the galaxy, <laughs> where was the marinara sauce?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. The 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 I will say that
3: these, these it is are not ones logical. Definitely... They pictured the marinara. There is no marinara. I am the last living life form. <laughs> <laughs> On whom I can am, I take I... my vengeance?
1: <laughs> I am Gigolo Joe.
0: <laughs> From
3: AI. <laughs> From AI. <laughs> I was wondering. I couldn't make that. Couldn't print.
0: That's Jude Law and AI. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Boy, me as Gigolo Joe is gonna. Disappoint a lot of, disappoint remember, a lot of. Patrons.
3: Remember how jiggle Joe always hung around with that uh, kid uh, robot?
0: Weird, right? <laughs> it's tracking, and I'm like your
1: uh, Teddy Wags. Oh boy!
2: <laughs> I Let love me that say movie
1: you I'll, So much. I'll meet you at the Flesh Fair, my friend.
0: <laughs> oh. Let me say the mac and cheese bites were were very, very good. They really benefit from being in the oven or the toaster oven because that's the only way they crisp up. I don't think they, they don't even have microwave instructions on they, the do I they do not don't you're not supposed to put these up in the microwave, but I thought they were very very tasty and the way I, I basically went through all of my trader joe's options because trader joe's is pretty much my default grocery store but we almost never buy these kinds of things we basically never buy frozen meals uh prepared snacks. it's just not what we what we go for
3: you're not in the frozen snacks category we're not
0: we're not really in that category at all it would it will Uh. be like you know we'll buy like a a salmon filet and some bok choy and you know and and cook that up if we're going to the grocery Mm -hmm. store but i I will say that the 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 mac and cheese bites were uh, the way i categorized these things was worth the calories or not the mac and cheese bites, definitely worth the calories. Yeah, I thought they yeah. were delicious. I thought they yes. were a real highlight of this whole experience. Hodgman, did you get those as
3: well? Of course I did. Of course I did. In honor of my friend David Reese and Thanks. this wow. the podcast. Yeah, of course.
2: What did you think of them?
3: Uh, l- let, me, let me say this. When I, I could not believe my eyes. when I, I don't heat things up in the microwave, but when I saw that that box did not have a microwave instruction, I was like, oh, this is something special. Because... <laughs> Because I I think there is pretty much a law that any pre-prepared thing that's got to be heated up, like that they have to put the microwave on because no one's ever going to do the oven at this point. People are too lazy. Mm. They're like, Trader Trader Joe's like, no, you got to remember how to use your oven at the very least. Heat it up to 425, preheat it, put it on a baking sheet, 17 to 19 minutes. Now, I did 17. Oh. In the middle rack of the oven. Real specific. Yes. I did 17. And then, and then I observed the two-minute cooling period that was also asked of me. Mm. And, and I, put, I put them out, and the two human children who live in my house, one of whom is a very picky eater, said, I want to eat that. And she did. Wow. and she's like, delicious. Wow. And then my son, who is a, a more... He's more Catholic in his tastes. Just ate the rest of them. Loved them. Barely wow. saved one for me. My only thought was, even though I observed the, observed the resting period, the cooling period, for a frozen snack category item, this is dangerous. Dangerously hot in the middle. Even after only 17 yes. minutes. You got to really let those things mellow. Because I, I came close to burning a, the... Or a, cut them in... Uh,
0: split them with your fork...
3: Hold oh. the yes. bowl
2: and let it steam off for a minute and then cool it off with mayonnaise. It's it's, it's like favorite. the pork
0: soup dumpling. You gotta puncture it a little bit right. to let yeah, some yeah. of that steam out, or else you're gonna get a get a, a real hot mouthful. Yeah. Mitch, did you
3: get oh, those I learned my lesson.
0: Did you get those mac and cheese bites? I certainly did, Wags.
3: What did I, you think? I got a
1: uh, the I the number of items I got is probably
0: uh, I mean I, I I got I got quite a bit I I, I like we, we all got and and a f- lot of items I don't think we're gonna be able to spend a, a bunch of time on each of them um, but let's mm. uh, let's we'll just highlight a few but let tell, tell me about the mac and cheese bites
1: the mac and cheese bites I thought were well nick the, the, they were they were well done I I I cooked them in my uh, air fryer I cooked quite a few things in my air Whoa. fryer all right and um, and and it and it did it 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 was did the job they were great I mean. The thing that beat them, the only thing that beat them of of the kind of the frozen snacks I got, were the mozzarella sticks, and th- those were just some grade A mozzarella
3: sticks from Trader wow. Joe's. They were
2: really, they were better than the mac and cheese bites. I liked the,
1: I liked them better than the mac and cheese bites. They were huh. really, really good.
3: Do they have mozzarella sticks with peanuts stuck into them by any chance? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like the I wonder. It feels like the mac and cheese bites are almost engineered for oven heating, and I feel like the mozzarella sticks maybe wouldn't heat up in the oven as well. Uh, versus you having the air fryer is kind of like a little a little cheat code. I feel like that might have plus them up a bit.
1: Well, the thi- the 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 my my feeling with the mac and cheese bites was that they were still they're still like a little bit hard to handle. They're still kind of like a. They're still messy by, by design because they're they mac are and cheese bites yeah. and, the, and, the, and the mozzarella sticks. The mozzarella sticks were, 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 were pretty perfect. I mean, it was like if I went to a restaurant and got mozzarella sticks, it was great. And I also had hmm. from sadly leftover from one of my diet meals, which shows you uh, what goes on, on on this podcast and how I'm just going to die in a couple of years, no matter what. Um, I had a side of marinara sauce that I used for dipping with my uh, mozzarella sticks and uh, and also the mac and cheese bites.
3: But here's the most important question: Did you did you have to? Was that a third party marinara sauce, or did they finally supply the marinara sauce as they promised? <laughs> it was a, it was a I don't know. That's a good question. It came from one of my
1: Zen meals, my Zen yes. food. Yes, right. But this it wasn't was included party.
3: with the. They, they didn't include the marinara with the mozzarella sticks. They did not. No. Yeah that that no. to me seems like an oversight. Yeah, seems like a little bit of a deficiency.
0: I'll speed through the rest of my
3: refrigerated slash frozen
0: meals uh, just to touch on them. The, the mac and cheese bites were the highlight. The other highlight, also mac and cheese, hatch chili mac and cheese. This was like a a frozen, um, a micro. this was a microwavable entree. Uh, Natalie recommended this. And let me tell you, as something of a heat seeker, I like my, my food spicy. Just a little bit of hatched chili went a long way towards making this not just taste like a you know, cheesy mush. That that hatch chili hint I thought was was uh, was great. Um, I really enjoyed that one. The other ones I got meat lasagna, which was a refrigerated, not frozen dish, that gave me higher hopes for it, thinking that it would be a little bit fresher. But it just was a pretty flavorless lasagna. I mean, I just I, the t- totally not worth the calories to use my metric. Um, the kung pao chicken, which was frozen and which you heat up in a skillet, uh, actually came together pretty nicely. Whoa. And this reminded me of this was mm, a this was a, a it had. Yeah, had dark meat chicken, mixed vegetables, peanuts, and then a spicy soy ginger sauce, which came frozen, Um, and pretty straightforward, pretty brain-dead to heat it up. Reminded me of, you know, my uh, two working parents growing up, and this would be sometimes a quick meal that they would prepare is like a frozen uh some sort of frozen stir fry they'd get from the grocery store get from costco kind of reminded me of that i think this was a pretty good version of that um not super flavorful i think you probably would benefit from adding this adding a little uh sriracha or your hot sauce of choice just to to give this one a little bit something i also got a palak paneer um which is uh their take on an indian dish um I had some leftover naan, third-party naan, that it was able to, to to sop up a little bit of this with. Decent. It was fine. I heated this one up in the oven, and it, it came out okay. It was a nice approximation of what you might get from an, uh, from a decent Indian restaurant, but, of course, uh, nowhere near that caliber. A l- little gingery for my taste. Ginger very forward. Uh, but overall, I think these, these meals were pretty good. Um, let's uh, let's run down the, 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 the other frozen meals, uh, the other refrigerated frozen stuff that you guys got. Uh, David, let's start with you. Well,
2: the thing that I had been eating up until recently, when I got spooked about the conditions at meatpacking plants—not to make Mitch mad at me—was uh, the s- steak and stout pie. You get wow. two. Wow,
3: well, that really caught Those my eye. Those
2: crushed. They're so freaking good. <laughs> you get two of them. You get two of them in a box, and, yeah. you do, and it's the same thing. Put them in the oven, and then take them out and customize them. I put cream cheese and such on a top. Weird...
3: Well, no. Yeah.
2: What? I had to, cream I, cheese on top? Yeah, I wanted to try it. Wow. I thought melting cream cheese on top of it would be really good. It was so delicious. I'm crazy for those two. I like the way you think, David.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I now I regret not. I didn't think I could make get them ready in time before we recorded.
2: Well, they have the to form, heat for I think forty five to fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. The
3: form fa- the yeah. form factor of those pies is so remarkable because the, yeah. they're about they're the they're about the diameter of a drinking glass and they're like nine inches tall. They're like yeah, d- d- like towers. I love of those things. Those are great pie. Yeah, yeah. And
2: powerful. I've had a lot of the Indian ones. You know, like you were just talking about puncture them with a fork, throw them in the oven, and then it comes out and it just tastes like mediocre Indian takeout. But that's fine. Yes. Because the thing about Trader Joe's is it's not just whether it's worth the calories, it's also whether it's worth the money. And Trader Joe's stuff is priced pretty fair. You You're know? not going to break the bank at a Trader Joe's. I was
3: surprised by how... I how, agree with how, that. How I low agree. my bill I've was. I've
2: come away them. sometimes from Trader Joe's being like, there has to be a mistake. There's no way I only spent $30. You know? Right. It's... it's it's great. So when I think about it in terms of money, I always think it's a good value for money.
3: And all those Indian dishes, of course, are always going to be pitched straight down the middle. That's a sports metaphor. But I don't know what it means, but you know what I mean? It's like, they're going to be aimed at a, a they're not going to be aimed at uh, Nick Weiger's uh, something of a heat seeker palate. Right, right. Yeah. The spicing is going to be pretty bland and you could jump, you could you know, doctor it up Mm -hmm. yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 You should plan on adjusting the seasoning. Hodgman, what did you get frozen dish wise?
3: Look, uh, frozen, frozen. Look, I'm just, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't make lists. I tell tell stories. (laughs) I went in there. (laughs) I went in there with a mission. My friend David Reese said the three things that he, he most cared about that I try were the mac and cheese bites New Zealand sharp cheddar yes. and veg and veggie chips. So I knew I was gonna get those three things, and then I was just gonna look, see what caught my eye. Uh, and 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 I and I picked up a few things. I just did a little improvisation as I was in there and grabbed a few things that caught my eye. That's
2: called Trader Jazz. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fried <laughs> <don't> okra. <cry. laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> Here's some cream corn. Yes, and uh-huh. I'll grab some some brown gravy. Yeah. Just see yeah. where it goes.
3: Play some play some, <laughs> play Uh Emma, maybe you could put in some sort of ro- royalty free uh uh bebop jazz bed underneath uh this little <laughs> tail. You got it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I went to the store. First g first thing I did was get the mac and cheese bites. And it was a little, a little hard to find them because I'm not a regular shopper there. Right. Uh, I, I had to ask I had to ask the guys. The two guys in Hawaiian shirts who were having a very deep conversation about whether the famous mural of the smiling clown at Coney Island inspired the Joker. And it took me about 35 minutes to get their attention so I could ask them where the mac and cheese bites were. They're were having a good time. Good guys. Got them. Wait, hold no, on. No. What's the answer? Yeah, what <laughs> is the answer? No. No, the Joker was inspired by the uh, French film, The Man Who Laughs. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to tell them because I, you know, I uh, look, like, I could have schooled them pretty hard, but I decided to let them have a good time. They're working; they're essential workers. Yeah, uh, they don't need they don't need me fact checking their uh, banter. Then I got that that New Zealand cheddar, uh, and then it, I I could I didn't the veggie chips to me David looked a little banal. Yeah, they are. I felt like I've had that a lot. Okay. So I decided to, to, to you know, go wing instead of going wong, mm-hmm, play the notes mm-hmm. you don't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a bag of fried okra. Wow. Uh, or, you know, uh, like crispy, air-fried okra, right? Huh, like I've never cris- seen that. Dehydrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the other things I picked up were, just along the way, were uh, uh, some some spicy salmon uh, frozen dumplings, because I'd never heard of that before. Spicy Fun. salmon and a dumpling. And I got a super in in the in the what we call the cold snacks and drinks or refrigerate. I don't know what the category is. I got a, a vegetarian burrito because I thought my my daughter might eat that. She didn't. She wanted that mac and cheese bite. And I got um I got I got an, a cubano inspired wrap. Now I love a cubano sandwich. Cubano sandwich. Great classic sandwich, sandwich mm-hmm. uh, of of South Florida. Uh, invented in Florida, by the way, not invented in Cuba, but invented in the Cuban-American community in South Florida. It is, of course, roast pork, ham, Swiss cheese, pickle, and mustard on a, like a kind of French bread or, you know, a long, long white loaf, that's then pressed down. Now, th- this, and uh, uh, and then I also got some cocktail sauce because I needed some. So this was Impulse by, by the end. Yeah. The, the Cubano to me was like, can they do this right? How can you get a cubano sandwich out of a refrigerator case and have that it? That sounds it?
2: really gross.
3: Yeah, and I was and I was you know this was going to be I, I was skeptical you know. Oh, and I got the snack that I told you was the 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 uh, re, the the more wholesome recreation of eating peanut butter out of a jar in my underwear at midnight. Bombas,
0: bombas, bombas, bombas. b-a-m-b-a-s. A bombas?
3: It's a it's a essentially it's a Trader Joe's invention as far as i can tell it's a cheeto a puffed a puffed cheeto but instead of cheese flavor it's peanut butter flavor got it it's incredible i know it sounds disgusting it's really good really yeah as soon as i got home i i I took those out of the bag and i'm like this is gonna be a good afternoon right (laughs) i'm gonna gonna need a real nap after this yeah and i prepared everything the way that i was supposed to prepare it i had the okra the uh, instead of the veggie chips and I would say uh, it, it was fine. It was not It was not too okra-y, maybe not enough okra-y. There mm. wasn't a lot there, a lot very airy and crispy. I had your New Zealand cheddar, very beautifully balanced, sharp cheddar cheese. Love it. Not a lot of funk to it, but I enjoyed it. Spicy salmon dumplings, thumbs down. Salmon shouldn't wow. be in a dumpling. That was a terrible idea. Wow. So that's just it's it's like someone sh- shoved a lox into a right. into a dumpling wrapper. It was no good. I'm not
2: gonna eat those again. There's probably nobody that could pull that off.
3: Cubano, I'm looking at it. I'm like, the, the, the this thing is doomed from the start because a cubano. One of the defining factors of the cubano is that it is pressed flat in yes. an iron. It's a it is a hot sandwich. It's just not you, so. I took the liberty. There were no heating instructions, but I took the liberty of putting it in a pan and toasting it, one side and the other side. Cast iron pan, and I was also heating up the super burrito in there, too, and that was working well. And then when I took the cast iron pan with the mac and cheese bites out of it, I had an inspiration. I slammed that cast iron pan down on top of the Cubano to press press. it down.
0: That's awesome. Wow.
3: I took a picture of it, you guys. I'll send it to you. It's the most incredible life hack of my of my days.
0: We'll put this up on our social media. I'm excited to see it.
3: The mac and cheese bites cooled <laughs> as the pan cooled. The thing got pressed. I enjoyed everything. I had the mac and cheese bites. I told you how I felt about them. I, I had the, the super burrito. Mm, fine. Here comes the Cubano sandwich. It was incredible. It wow. was so good. Trader Joe's is number one. It. Trader Joe's is the best grocery store. This was a completely uh, authentically tasting, awesome Cubano. It had real ham. It had real roast pork. The pickles were incredible. That incredible lime green. The mustard was so bright yellow. It's exactly what a Cubano should be, and the flavor was incredible. The Swiss cheese was perfect. And at, at one at one point, uh, my wife came over. She had a she had a little laser eye surgery for a retinal issue the other day. Oh boy! And uh, and she and she realized she needed to go in to see the doctor today. Everything's fine. I had just driven her to a follow up appointment that morning. We drove back, and it's a weird thing going into Manhattan like you know in spacesuits kind of right. <laughs> and and then and then I get this whole thing going, and I'm having this cubano, and she says I got go to go the I got to go back to the doctor because there's another thing I got to do, and I'm like well. I, I can't drive you in because uh, I've got to record this podcast. That was the sacrifice that I made for you guys. And oh she said, "It's wow. she said, it's fine. I'm like, thank you for understanding. But the entire time we're having this conversation, I'm like, can I just get back to the sandwich? <laughs> 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 I was <laughs> so excited. To, like I had this huge, I kept saying, like, I'm so sorry you have to go back. That's such a pain. I'm sorry I can't do it. It's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, I'm, I understand. I probably, I would seem more sympathetic, but I wasn't shoving this sandwich into my mouth at the same time. I
2: couldn't help myself. <laughs> when it hits, it hits. When they get something right, they get it so right. And I think a huge part of shopping at Trader Joe's and probably a lot of grocery stores is just taking a look at something called salmon dumplings and being like, they're not going to be able to pull that off. I'm not going to take the yes. risk. Yeah. You know? I'm just going to live on Mac and Cheddar Bites for the rest of my life.
3: But I'm glad for this platform, and I'm grateful for it, so that I can say to the people, do get the Cubano-inspired rap, but do know you have to heat that up. You got to heat it up. Otherwise, it's not going to work.
0: I would never have deigned to try it were it not for that endorsement. That so- sounds delightful. Uh, I, I I just want to comment on Bamba real quick because I looked them up. I assumed they were of based on the we name. We tried it them, were, Nick. We've had Bamba, and I, I'm remembering because I, I was like, I was like, are they Latin American in origin? But no, they're from Israel. They're the the, oh. the, the best selling oh. snack in Israel are Bamba peanut snacks, and this is Trader Joe's riff on them. All right, so there you go.
3: I had no idea.
0: I had no idea either. Um, uh, Spoonman, what else did you get from... What else was your... Give us your your whole rundown of Trader Joe's real quick. I got 27 items total. Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, which go. came out to just about 80
1: bucks. It was... Uh, I not... swear
2: it's the best.
1: Yes. The price point is very good. It's sick. Here's what I didn't... Here's what I bought with intentions of trying, but I didn't have it. Strawberry chai drink, non fat lactose-free milk, Honey-O's, which I've had before... Organic mango fruit bars. Three cheese pizza, which I've also had before and I think is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tempura chicken with sweet and sour sauce. Pork gyoza, Organic mango fruit bar. Apple. Oh, I already said it. Uh, sorry there. Oh, so I had 26 items. I'm a fool. Apple raspberry dried fruit bar. And then here are the things that I ate, Wags. Organic. Ate or drank. Organic cold brew hibiscus and <laughs> lemonade. Organic watermelon jerky movie theater popcorn, organic beef jerky, limeade, sublime ice cream sandwiches, hold the cone, ice cream cone, mozzarella stick, tater tots, mini chicken tikka mini chicken tikka samosas, jesus, french fries, mac and cheese bites, spicy chicken wings, soft pretzel, bambino mini cheese pizza, just the lobsters. What are these? We'll t- we'll talk about them in a second. Fruit snacks and um an apple strawberry dried fruit bar. I got two of those. I just had one. That's my whole rundown. What a haul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just kept grabbing. Um, and I ate quite Any a bit. Highlights? It. It's
3: an incredible list.
1: Um, Like, like, <laughs> not, like, not, a, not a great like, story. Like Hodge. I, I, see, I'm more of a list man, not a story yeah. guy. This is a list podcast.
3: <laughs> I got you. I apologize. We didn't
1: have anything related. Like, that was, was an
3: asshole thing for me to say. And I apologize. <laughs>
1: Like Hodgman, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was 3 a.m. And I said, there's no way I'm going to eat all this food tomorrow. So at 3 a.m. No. Wow. No. I prepared. Yeah. I had, some, I had some of the movie theater popcorn. I had a, I had a piece of – actually, th- that's
3: not true. I, I take it back. This is, my, this is my favorite story of all time.
1: <laughs> at, at 3 a.m., at 3 I had a hold of the cone ice cream. Shout out to Harris Whittles, whose idea that was, basically, and they are very good. Sublime Ice Cream Sandwich, which is one of the best ice cream sandwiches in the game.
0: I also got that. It was delightful.
1: Mozzarella sticks, tater tots, uh, mini chicken tikka tikka samosas, french fries, mac and cheese bites, spicy chicken wings.
2: You ate all of that at 3 in the morning? At
1: 3 in the morning. It's not as bad as it sounds. I did, like, one piece of each one, Oh, okay. I see. Got it. It was Um, a tasting menu. It was a tasting menu at 3 a.m., uh, and then today I had the Bambino cheese pizza, and I had the apple strawberry fruit bar, just the lobsters and the pretzel. And then when I got back from my run last night, I did the watermelon, um, organic watermelon jerky, and the and the beef jerky, and the popcorn and the and the lemonade. What is watermelon jerky? It is the worst thing I've ever had. It's terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's terrible. A huge strikeout by Trader Joe's there. I mean, like... What is it, though? It, it is. It's, it's is pieces it dried of watermelon. watermelon? Dry, it's, it's basically dried watermelon.
2: They're like, let's take the wettest fruit and turn it into the driest snack. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, could go wrong? Very, it,
1: it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It really... It, the idea of it just doesn't make any sense. He, he Trader Joe, I know that I did him as a gruff trader man, which I do think is the best character for him, but he is, in many ways, uh, 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 like an organic Willy Wonka. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, the, 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 oh. instead of a river, river of chocolate, he's got fucking oatmeal or some shit. I don't know. He he. It's it, And there's like some things that are going to work great and you're going to get these great turkey burger patties that you can cook up real great. And then there's going to be these organic fucking watermelon jerky slices that are the worst thing on earth. And sometimes they just don't get it right. But their original stuff is very, 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 very good. It, uh, when it when it hits, it's it's really great. That frozen yeah. pizza is one of the best frozen pizzas. That frozen cheese pizza, is that the one you're eating?
2: That one is great.
1: That was that was the one I was eating at the start of this. Wow, of, of, of this episode. And also, I want to say my experience as far as going there. I don't like parking to Trader Joe's, and I don't go to Trader Joe's that much because it just always seems like such a chore to me. It is just like a. It's just it's going to be crowded. There's going to be like Beverly Hills type moms who stare you down if you get in their way while trying to grab some cheese or something um and the checkout can kind of be chaotic but i will say this of all the places i've gone during the lockdown or the quarantine trader joe's had it down better than any place they were early
2: they were very very early to adapt with social distancing with putting Mm -hmm. arrows on the floor plan to make it you know very clear where and, and we talk to
0: about the queue yeah. the the line experience there they've got the queue all set up yeah so and socially distanced inside the store and outside the store so yeah i agree i've been going to trader joe's regularly throughout and this place this versus like a ralph's which is our kroger out here it's night and day it's it's such a better that they've got the system solved uh, and they put a lot more thought into how it's executed
1: Nick, did you when you got there? I, so a guy came out and was like, "You can't bring bags in," which was good because I had a bag, yes. so I put it back in my car. And then he said, "Everyone keep six feet apart." He was doing—he yeah. was telling everyone what to do. Then when you got to the front, someone gave you a pump of um, of uh, what you call it the, uh, Of hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer uh, as you as Trader you Joe's before, hibiscus
3: watermelon <laughs> organic hand sanitizer. Right.
1: <laughs> I took a swig of it. It was great. And then you, you, you get your car... <laughs> And you go in there, and, and yeah, you follow the arrows, yeah. and then on the way out, they also gave you another pump of hand sanitizer on the way out. It was it it was the most well done. It felt like they cared. They yeah. wouldn't allow anyone in the store without masks. It was they, they
3: did it well. So yes, a fight broke out in mine this morning. Really? Oh my god! Really? really? See, well, a couple of people were uh, were spoiling for a fight. I was I I was in line to check out, so I had my feet. On the painted footprints where I was supposed to be standing, socially distant, and so the, you know because you can wait, you have to wait in line six feet apart from each other. The line kind of snakes around the store, so all of a sudden we just heard near the doors, you know, thirty feet behind me, a couple of people. I think there were guys going like, "You want to start something? You want to be starting something?" I think that's fight talk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic mm-hmm. fight talk. But, I mean, it was or or a Michael Jackson song. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was one of those feelings where. Uh, when when a real fight is about to happen or is happening, everyone's confused because it's such a such a rupture of reality, right? That like, you can feel that energy. I didn't couldn't even hear what they were saying, but I just felt this weird energy. And I turned, and it got louder. And all those Hawaiian shirt uh, employees just moved in very calmly, de escalated, and took care of it. It was weird for them too, but. As, even though I was ragging those guys for talking about the Joker instead of telling me where the mac and cheese spikes were, when when real stuff is happening, they were on top of it. I really appreciated the staff there. I thought they were great.
0: They de-escalated like Steve Wilko on the Jerry Springer Show. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Why? Well, I I got I I got to tell you with my limeade, which I really liked the limeade, I used the Spindrift, um, uh, the Spindrift raspberry lime flavor mixed in some of that limeade, and it was a great combo. So anyone anyone who uh. Looking to so make a nice little treat, cut yes. some of the calories from the limeade.
0: I, I have a similar, I have a similar take on that, which we'll get to in one second. But we're up against the clock, so we should get to our final thoughts. So, uh, so All we'll right, go let around. me
1: just let me quickly run down everything.
0: Wait, if All we right? go through ten categories a piece, this is going to take forty minutes.
1: Are we right. really going to we, go? We,
0: we're going to we, do ten categories a piece. You can do them quick, for God's sakes, But no, we don't have to. All
1: right, wait, a minute. Wait, wait, Mitch, whose grocery store month is this? <laughs> It is my grocery store month. Wise, no, say it like you mean
3: it. it. Say like Trader Joe.
1: <laughs> it's friendly. It's my grocery store month. Wise, I forgot what You're Trader Joe's still working Joe's on that character. character. Right, yeah.
3: <laughs> there was a minute where he was like Lord Humongous from uh, uh, Mad Max.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So uh, we'll, we'll work that up.
3: Go. Take
1: there's in friendly, uh, green. Wait, friendly grocer Spoonman's grocery store month. Right? Was that? I thought it, it? was, great. Thought was green that green
0: gro- grocer was in there. It Friendly, is. Green grocer.
1: It is. Friendly Green Grocer, Spoonman's Grocery Store Month. There's ten right. categories. Overall impressions. This includes the name and mascot. Uh, or what you thought of my mascot, the Trader Joe's gruff guy that trades for the items. Uh,
3: parking, two. Produce. Yeah, no, we go, we've snacks. gone through this list several times, Lisky. Yeah. S- just say your know, overall. Let's do overall impressions first, and then. Sorry, I gotta. I'm gonna take control, Mike. I'm sorry. S- snacks, frozen snacks, I'm always colds. I'm al- I want. I want you to run free, but I'm always a double read at heart. Woodwinds for life. <laughs> control Cold freaks snacks. for life. Cold slash he's gonna, he's gonna, snacks who slash who drinks. That's right. That's right. He's just gonna keep going. He's just gonna yeah, roll just over. Check there, out. Right? Keep going. Check Ground out hoity
1: toityness. Bagging in carts. Price, and then disqualified because of. The current situation is hot bar. That's the 11th category. Sorry, Wags. Hot bar okay. is, is eliminated.
0: Okay, so here's what we'll do. We'll each go around. We'll give our closing thoughts on Trader Joe's, touch on any of those categories you feel uh, like you, like you want to touch on, um, and then end by giving a, I guess instead of a fork score, perhaps we should give a cart score this month, Mitch. Out of 10 carts, and so you just, you just think of every category. Oh, 10 carts. So instead of 0 to 5 carts, it's out of 10 carts. That's right.
1: It's grocery store Month Weiger. So we've changed the <laughs> thresholds
0: for the clubs as well. That's right. Okay, all right. We'll we'll figure all this out. Uh but John Hodgman, you've done the show before. Uh we'll we'll start with you. Your final thoughts and your cart rating on Trader Joe's.
3: All right. So, you know, the overall uh, the overall report is this is a real grocery store. That's that's the thing I didn't understand. Um we touched mostly on the novelty snacks and the frozen delights and uh and uh, the gummy lobsters we didn't get to talk about that mitch a bag full of gummy lobsters only lobsters thought about that thought about you thought about new england Mm -hmm. i think there is still a very strong novelty store aspect to it but you know second what's the third category produce they had a lot of it it all looked good don't know what to say about it i got some kale i'm not going to review that it's kale it's good everything seemed good uh parking was not an issue because of um uh, where uh, the the, the situation parking was not an issue because it was a, it was in, in Brooklyn I walked. Um, the the checkout was fantastic and organized as we say uh, you know we've been th- we've been through all of this. The hoity-toityness I mean this is the thing that Trader Joe's has got to reckon with it is a it is a it is it's a little it's a little hoity-toity it is a it is not a run-of-the-mill grocery store it presents itself as some kind of weird adventure. Um, it's got a lot. It's got an affectation to it, and the appropriateness of that affectation, I think, is a reasonable thing to question at this point. I won't tell you the story about my son's tiki-themed birthday party um, in the year when tiki torches suddenly became very, very, very <laughs> oh boy, <complicated>. Char- Charlottesville
2: <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> yeah.
3: But in any case, uh, 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 and 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 honestly, it, it is that theming of Trader Joe's that is so attractive to so many people that had turned me off for so long. Mm. But I, but I, but I, that Cubano sandwich and the overall experience and the price tag, honestly, I mean, I just presumed because of the theming that this was going to be a a money grab, but it was It all. I bought lots of stuff, not for the show, but just for my family to eat. And it was a very, very reasonable price tag at the end of the day. So uh, out of, out of 10 carts, with the ten, the 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 supermarket that is closest to perfection in my mind, the Jensen supermarket in Blue Jay, California.
0: Wow, wow.
3: Talk, well, I'm going to do a whole podcast about that—a ten-part podcast about Jensen's, <laughs> one for each aisle. <laughs> walk the walk, walk the aisles with Hodgman. That's not a podcast name. Never mind. I'm going to give this a, a, a eight, eight. Wow,
0: eight out wow. of ten carts. By the way, walk, walk the aisles. That is a podcast. That's a home run. Walk the Idols with Hodgman.
3: It's not a good title. It's hard to it's say. It's a great walk, title. Walk the aisles. Run the jewels. Walk the aisles. Run the ju- I was trying to <laughs> figure. Oh, run the jewels. <laughs> I was trying to think of a run the jewels thing.
0: <laughs> um, all right, David Reese, your final thoughts on Trader Joe's and your cart rating out of ten carts. Trader Joe's is.
2: A wonderful grocery store. I really honestly look forward every week to biking to my local Trader Joe's and filling up my gigantic Japanese courier bag with groceries and biking home. I loved doing it when it was a part of my life in Brooklyn. I love doing it now that it's a part of my life in Los Angeles. It is probably the only grocery store that doesn't increase my stress level when I enter it. Because it is perfectly to understocked with food. I feel very calm and confident when I go through the aisles of Trader Joe's. As to its overall aesthetic, I associate Trader Joe's in my mind very strongly with Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte is one of the great heroes of my life. I think he has the most beautiful voice. He's obviously very strongly associated with Calypso music and part Mm -hmm. of Harry part of Harry Belafonte's mission as a performer was to show that there are different traditions of folk music throughout the world, and he would dip his toes into all those different traditions. So that's why you have Harry Belafonte singing Hava Nagila, along with the Banana Boat Song, along with American Spirituals, along with everything else. And Mm -hmm. I think that spirit of sort of dorky, friendly curiosity is very sweet. I'm not sure that Trader Joe's aesthetic is quite that innocent, but I do take comfort in the fact that they very dorkily try to make Indian food or other quote-unquote ethnic cuisine. I guess that can can be considered problematic, but because I don't consider the store a cynical corporate entity, uh, it doesn't bother me as much as if some other grocery stores were doing it. I think the mac and cheese bites are one of the sensual highlights of my time in uh, quarantine. And I have to say that the checkout experience at the Court Street Trader Joe's is the single best queuing and checkout experience. I cannot, literally cannot imagine a better checkout process for any transaction than the checkout process wow. at the Court Street Trader Joe's. Wow. It is an absolute pleasure to queue in that line and watch your progress as you approach the register. I give wow. Trader Joe's eight out of 10 carts.
0: Eight out of ten carts.
3: Yeah. Wow. How could how that seems low, honestly, David? I don't think a grocery store later. can achieve ten
2: out of ten carts. I think the game well, you've is. You've
3: been per- to Jensen's with me. Yeah, that's a great you've grocery store. I know. I, like,
2: I get their liverworth sandwiches and we have a good time when we're driving around eating our sandwiches. But that's a seven at
1: it's best. Hallowed
3: ground, and that's, a, that's a seven.
2: Hodgman is incensed. Hodgman, did you
1: just bang your gavel?
3: <laughs> no.
0: No. Bang that
3: okay. Cubano.
1: Frying pan. <laughs> oh, there! Oh, oh my God!
0: Boy, <laughs> the gavel's not messing around. Hodgman brought the gavel onto the camera. It is a big. It is be... a. It's like a fucking. Uh, yeah. What's a What's a, It's like a croquet mallet. It's uh-huh. a big boy.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going I'm It's a uh, Weiger. I hope you get. I hope you get brained by that thing one day, and it can be a, a podcast mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Weiger was killed by. John Hodgman's mallet. I sub- suddenly,
3: suddenly it's not a mystery. We have a downtown
2: episode about a croquet tournament the only, that goes wild. This,
3: wow. Nick, we- Nick Weiger was brained by John Hodgman's croquet mallet by John Hodgman. That's not a mystery. The only mystery is why'd it take so long? No, I'm just kidding, Weiger. I adore you. You know I do. It,
0: it's how I hope to go. I'd love to be administered some Judge Dredd-style instance justice by your hand. Uh, but Mitch, let's get to your, your TJ's review.
1: All right. I like Trader Joe's a lot. I think that it's original. First of all, yes. Is it, is it, uh, is it slightly problematic? Is it, is it taking all these kind of uh, uh, different foods from around the country and, and kind of putting a, uh, a white... Like a stuffy white upper class spin on them and making it easy, you know what I mean? I, I don't or know, sort of, or sort the, of
3: exoticizing, like in a kind of cutesy way, exoticizing. When the, I mean, when sure. the Mexican
0: food is Trader Jose's, when they switch, yeah, up. which I think I they've discontinued. Uh, yes. I don't think they do that anymore. But they used to have like a yeah, a different. They changed the name of Joe to to fit whatever culture the food was from. Yeah. Oh, did,
3: yeah. That, that yeah. to me that to me that all feels like very late nineties. Like right. Our hearts are in the right place. We just don't. We just don't know what we're. We do not know what the, the ramifications, the full, not not all of the studied uh, uh, deconstructionist literature at Yale, like me.
1: <laughs> I also did, by the way, but um. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I took it as a, I, I, It was just one semester. I went over there, took it, took just yeah. the one class. Um, Remember that
3: that ser- this, the, the the series of college days novels, Mitch and John at Yale. <laughs> we're we're wearing fur coats and boater hats and crashing all the cr- whiff and poof parties. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the I was days. a crew.
1: I was a crew boy at one point. Um, I know. I I will say this: that as far as their originals go, that's a blind ice cream sandwich. The Hold the Comb, the Harris Whittles idea, like I said before, mm-hmm. the Lime the Limeade, that movie theater popcorn, the mozzarella sticks, all these originals, fantastic. So good. And and just really, really high quality food. Trader Joe's loses points for me in the chaos of the parking lot and mm-hmm. in the eyes of the upper class men and women who stare me down when I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the supermarket. Hmm. Um, I think it's a great, great supermarket. I think eight average, average score of eight all around would, would put it into uh, Green Grocer Mitch's. Uh, help me out here, Weiger.
0: <laughs> green, uh, the free, not the freezer Friend, section.
3: Friendly Green Grocer, Friendly Mitches. Green Grocer
0: Mitch's. It gets the, it gets a green thumbs month. up.
3: A green
1: a green thumbs up? That's what the golden plate equivalent gets the is. Green,
0: get the green grocer Mitch's green thumbs up.
1: All right. I guess the green grocer Mitch's green thumbs up. Except I'm gonna give it seven carts and a and a basket. It gets wow. it's, it gets seven carts and a basket. And a basket is a half cart? The basket's a half cart. Got it's it. It's still very, very, very good. Um It just a, to me the test is do I go there a lot? And I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to right. go there. It's
3: you go to the Trader Joe's in Silver Lake too, like David Reese.
1: Yeah. yeah yes. I, yeah. I went to the that's uh, the, the one, Hyper- the one on Hyperion. On Hyperion. Yeah, yeah. That parking
2: lot yes. is a mess. It's much better to bike. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's easily that's yeah. easily worth a half a half cart demerit for sure. I would even knock it down a cart.
2: If I was driving there in a yeah. car, I would dock it as well.
3: That's ca- pure chaos. I think it would get up into the into the eights,
1: Wiger. I'm still honestly questioning because I do think the originals are so good. I think that they do produce – all their produce is fresh, and it's also delivered in a way that's, like, easy. And, like, Hodgman was pointing out that it's, like, smaller and just more manageable. It's almost yes. sold, which maybe, hey, maybe it's a waste of packaging, but it is also, like – Oh, you get four tangerines in this little thing, and it's very easy to handle, and you can just put them on the shelf at home,
3: and they're great and just stored away. Yeah. Yes. So I
1: am—I'm—I'm—I'm—I I, hate walking I'm out of a the supermarket
3: juggling thirty-five tangerines. Can't hold them in my hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go seven seven carts. One, I'm um, sorry,
3: seven carriages. One. Seven, seven carts, one basket. I think. Yeah, seven carts. Yes, one right. thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes, I. I mean, I think I'm. I'm mostly with the consensus here. Just to touch on the other snacks that I didn't touch on, that I didn't uh, get to earlier. I got inner peas, which is a crunchy green peas snack, basically like a like a a a snap pea chip, um, which was just kind of insubstantial mm. and flavorless, uh, and also just seemed to have similar carbs to a potato chip, so I'm not sure what I'm getting out of it. I got the natural turkey jerky, which had good jerky flavor. Love that,
2: love that. Eat that a lot. Great
0: jerky. The nacho cheese tortilla chips, which was like, which was like their um, nacho cheese Doritos, Doritos. and they were just not nearly as good. They were were like a stale nacho Mm. cheese Dorito. Uh, The Sublime uh, Ice Cream Sandwich you mentioned, Mitch, which I got, and I thought that was delightful, a great sweet treat. Um, it's got the, this ring of mini chocolate chips on the outside on the circumference, which is great, and then a watermelon cucumber cooler. Like you mentioned, Mitch, this is one that benefits from diluting it a little bit. I think that this was Natalie's idea mm. to t- take about half of it and put the rest, like a little bit of sparkling water in there, because uh, it, it can be a little bit too sweet, but it is a nice, refreshing flavor, and a little bit of effervescence helps cut, cut against it. You guys touched on, uh, you know, the, the like, it, it's kind of... It, it, it's kind of the, this, this general tiki pastiche, um, which is, you know, we see in a lot of, of tiki bars, which is kind of ambiguous and not necessarily really tied to any specific culture. And yeah, that is an element of, of Trader Joe's marketing and, and their in-store experience that, you know, I'm not necessarily the person to speak on to how uh, uh, appropriate that is or isn't. I, know that, I do know that tiki culture is like just a thing that exists. But the thing that I find problematic at tra- about Trader Joe's is kind of the corporate practices because i think they have good products and i think they have great workers i the working the people who work there are, are by and large just some of the best employees in food service uh, if you work at trader joe's thank you for your service um, but i you know they, there have been a lot of questions about how they source their you food work at been, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> everyone who works in the foods in the food service sector uh, we are in your debt uh, could not do this show without you yeah, I'm and sorry, they, i would That's say tricky. that the there are, there are many questions about how they source their food, uh, how they package their food, which you touched on, Mitch. A lot of their packaging is very, very wasteful. Their labor practices aren't necessarily great. Uh, they punished some of their workers recently for wearing Black Lives Matter masks uh, and threatened to close a store as a result of, of some mm. workers attending a protest. That's not good. Shout out at Trader Joe's Union, who is organizing their workers and doing um, doing some good work with the employees there. So I, I think just 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 to speak in general, because this will come up throughout, not just during grocery store month, uh, but it, it comes out in general with this podcast is that we're never endorsing the company um, because a lot of these companies are all run by ghouls. Even a, even a place like Trader Joe's that puts a, a liberal uh, face on their 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 franchise, on their company, they are overall just like generally have some onerous business practices behind them. And, and that's certainly I know, I the case here. That. that said, I, I am going to go with Mitch in terms of evaluating the fair and the service experience that you get from a Trader Joe's. And for me, that lands me in the hand holding club with you, Mitch, uh, with with Green Grocer, with Friendly Green Grocer, Mitch, I am right there with you. Seven carts and one basket, seven and a half carts, just out of the Green Thumb Club. Uh, but doing pretty Actually, good Nick, for itself. Nick,
1: it's, it's, it's changed. It's a uh, Friendly Green Grocer Mitch's uh, Grocers Freezer Club. It didn't get into the
3: Grocers wow. Freezer
0: Club didn't get into the Grocers Freezer Club, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there will be other opportunities for other entries. Didn't get into the, the walk-in. Didn't get into the walk-in. <laughs>
3: You know what? I'm going to I'm going to amend my score cuz I was not aware. I, I don't know how. I missed it, but I was not aware of those labor practices. I was just scanning the Wikipedia. I didn't get down there. I was so excited by seeing that Brookline was the first East Coast location. Didn't get down to the the controversy around that. So I'm going to dump my score down half a half a cart and join you guys 7 and a 7 carts and half a basket. Oh my god. My you
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> All right, guys, that was our review of Trader Joe's. It's time for a segment. I've got a food-related survey, and Mitch, David, and John will compete to guess the results. Let's play The Family Food. Official theme song of The Family Food is the Richard Karn era Family Feud theme song remix. David, I'm glad you got it. A lot of our listeners, I feel like, don't uh, don't get the pun. Um, but it is a pun. So if you do get it, uh, hit us up on your social, on our social media. Let us know what you think it is. Uh, so here's how it works. Whoever what? gets the most correct without collecting three strikes will win. And the category, top six answers are on the board for the biggest grocers in America. I will wow. say that Trader uh-huh. Joe's is not on this list. We were guessing the biggest grocers in America. And if you guess a... Brand of an umbrella company. I will give that to you because a lot of times uh, this is oh. maybe, maybe a company that you may, maybe you aren't familiar with the name of, but that you're familiar with the stores in their arsenal. Um,
3: but if but if you if like if I pick store A that is owned by MegaCorp, yes. And David picks store B that is owned by MegaCorp. Only MegaCorp is on the board, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. So here's how the, the so uh, we know the rules. Let's get into it. Um, Mitch, you've played, you played the family food before. Would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Top six answers are on the board. Six biggest grocers in America.
1: Oh, I got to say which one? Pick one. Yeah, that's how it works. Get, take okay. a guess. My answer is top six grocers in America.
3: Wait, you pick one.
0: You got to pick one. M- I pick Ralph's. 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 Pick is Ralph's. Give me, the judges need to check one thing real quick. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, here we go. Wow. Mitch, you are correct. As wow. we hear the good answer sound from the wow. SNES video game Family Feud.
3: You could drop those in later, you know.
0: No, I think it helps <laughs> to play them live. <laughs> Does it? Ralph's is owned by the Kroger Company, which is number oh. two. Number two answer on the board. Uh, I mentioned that oh. earlier, that Ralph's was owned by Kroger, but I, w- I had to double check, and it is correct. Wow. So there you go. According to foodindustry.com, Kroger, number two.
3: So Kroger is out now. No one else can guess Kroger. Kroger is
0: out. If you guess right. if you guess like Smith's Market, which is also owned by Kroger, then no. that it does not count because that one's already off the board.
3: Do you want to say uh, some of the other ones since Kroger is off? The- or No, that would be process of elimination. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll just say Kroger, Kroger, Harris Tweeter, Smith's, Ralph's are some of their their brands.
3: Their biggest brands, all right. Yes. All All right, Hodgman.
0: uh, One of the top six grocers in America. Top
3: top six, you say?
0: Top six. Kroger is off the board.
3: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to shout out to New England, Stop and Shop.
0: Wow. Whoa. Stop and Shop. That's a great guess. Stop and Shop. One second. The judges are researching okay here we go good answer yeah wow stop and shop is correct stop and shop is part of a whole del Haze, usa which also owns food lion and hannaford, uh, hannaford. Uh, and that is number four number four in the nation john hodgman you are correct All right, David Reese, one of the top six grocers in America. Two answers are off the board.
2: I'm going to assume number one is Walmart. Oh,
0: Wow. 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 I mean, I can tell we are playing with a pro. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yes, Walmart is number one far and away, the biggest grocer in America. Wow. As right. grim as that is, uh, that more groceries are sold at Walmart than anywhere else. $288 billion in sales, more than double the second place Kroger. Wow! So, so three are left. Mitch, you want to take a swing at it? Three more of the six biggest grocers in America here on The Family Food. Weiger?
1: Yes. I'm going with Wegmans. Good answer.
0: Oh, good answer. Good answer. Wegmans. The judges have to check. Very popular. Very popular. Boy. Oh! I got X! Sorry, Mitch. Wegmans is not on the board. Uh, Wegmans does not have... It it does not compete with the big boys, unfortunately, although it is a beloved regional chain. Sick. Uh, All right. Hodgman, you're up again. Mitch has one strike. Three answers are left on the board.
3: This is in the United States?
0: In the United States, yes. According to foodindustry.com. Hmm. Hodgman, are you wearing Danos' D cap, Detroit Tigers cap? I was
3: wondering when someone was going to notice that. That rules! Detroit's.
0: You guys, you guys did a, you guys did a classic hat you swap. You did a hat, hat, hat
3: swap. Hat yeah. swap. Yeah. This thing, I've. This is the second time I've worn it. <laughs> <laughs> he kept your Nordics hat. Yeah, I kept the Nordiques hat. It was a trade. It was Nordiques. a trade. Yeah. Wow. All right. Sorry. Thanks for that distraction, but I can't. Not helping me come up with anything else um mm, 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 food lines off the board what about costco
0: Mm, costco
2: that was on my short list i think that's a good guess Mm,
0: wow let's find out whoa Whoa. i'm surprised costco not on the board all right david uh mitch and hodgman each have a strike there are three answers remaining you want to take another swing at it yeah
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna Press my luck and say Target.
3: Target? Oh. Target is the guess. Target
2: sells a lot of groceries.
0: Survey says? Uh, oof. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Like Walmart, it has shifted a lot of its business towards groceries, but it is not in the top six. Oh, interesting. All um, right. Okay. right. Three, three answers remaining. So, Mitch, back to you.
3: Well, Hang on. Let me just make sure I understand the contours of the game at this point. Yes. We each have a strike. Yes. There are three answers on the board. Uh-huh. There are th- the, each of these is some anonymous megacorporation that we've never heard of.
0: <laughs> right. But, yeah, but operates a brand that you're familiar with.
3: Right. And so the rest of this is going to be us guessing random supermarket chains.
2: Yes. And hoping one of them is owned by a Colossus. Until we yes. all
3: go down in flames. Right. All right. Yeah, this is good.
2: That, that, yeah. that
3: Compelling content, said, in other words. It's, a, it's a, more of a, it's a list at this segment. point than a, not a list, not a story, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> that's what <laughs> we do With all here. that being said, my answer is Albertsons. Good answer. Albertsons. Oh, good, answer.
0: good answer. Albertsons is Mitch's yeah. answer. Survey says?
3: Whoa. Wow,
0: good answer. Wow, the SNES Family Feud agrees. Albertson's number three operates Safeway Albertson's and Vaughn's. It is merged with Vaughn's. Wow. That's big. Yeah. All right. Two remaining. The number five and number six answers are up on the board. John Hodgman, back to you. Uh,
3: I would, I would request, uh, if possible, that should I get this one wrong, that I be awarded two strikes. Okay. So we can end this faster. Got it. Although Albertson's was a surprise bit of drama.
0: All right. So this is for two strikes potentially.
3: Two strikes potentially, and I am going to guess. Jensen's Supermarket in Blue Jay, California.
0: Boy, it really feels like really feels like you just took a dive there. If I'm to be honest, like well, you're hoping to try to get the podcast over with.
3: I have a family,
0: which may be a service to our listeners. You get a, You get two strikes there.
3: Give me another strike. Okay, I'll, pl-
0: I'll share my screen again. Play the sound effect again. <laughs> Two strikes for John Hodgman. You have been disqualified. It's down to David and Same Mitch. Send
3: back to the green room.
0: <laughs> All the views All right. on that YouTube video are wider, by the way.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, uh, I'm going to honor go some ahead, David. Midwestern heritage and guess ICA. <clears throat>
0: ICA. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, ICA wait a minute. is
0: the market.
3: ICA.
2: I could see them being oh. owned by a gigantic.
3: Isn't that, isn't it
0: IG? Oh, IGA
2: IGA. Yeah. Yeah.
0: IGA market.
2: Is it IG it's a I remember it from 90s from 1990s Ohio. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think it's IGA.
0: Hmm, uh, let's uh this uh, you know what? We'll say this is also for two strikes. Yeah, sure. Uh and uh I say that perhaps telling what the answer is going to be. Okay, fair wow. enough. Wow. Whoa. Mitch, you have won the family food. Whoa. Let's see what the other answers are remaining on the board. As we put this segment down like a racehorse that broke its leg, uh, the number five, Public Supermarkets, and number oh, six, H E B, which is well-known in Texas. H-E-Butt Grocery Company is the official name. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> yep. He-Butt. H-E-Butt
3: Grocery. That's their mascot, <laughs> He-Butt. hmm <laughs>
0: Uh, that was the family food. Just like a restaurant, you've, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. And, hey, we got a voicemail today. Let's let's take a listen to this real quick.
1: Hey, Doughboys. This is Andy from Ohio. Um, I'm just calling to see, like, what kind of foods aren't in gas stations that you wish were in gas stations. Like, for me personally, I'm on the keto diet. I'd like some more carb-free options. And um, on a side
2: note, I got a new cat. What should I name it? All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, go Cavs. Go Lakers. Love you.
0: I'm guessing by the time this episode is released, the cat, uh, thank you, Andy, from Ohio for the call, the cat will have already been named, but if anyone has any cat names, in addition to any gas station foods they wish were present, uh, anything come to mind? Mitch, any, any gas station
3: food fare you wish existed? That doesn't already? I misunderstand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that you don't, you wish, you wish a gas station carried this, okay, but it doesn't. I got, doesn't. You. I got yeah. you. Hmm. I mean, he, meant, he hit on low-carb options, and I think that's always a thing. Sometimes they'll have some hard-boiled eggs there, but those are always suspect. I, th- I think that's just the issue with, with low-carb stuff is hard to uh, produce at scale, and it, it tends to be stuff, except for, unless you're dealing with, like, jerky or, and, and the odd nut.
3: I'll tell you, many years ago, I was in um, Oxford, Mississippi, uh, working on a, a magazine story, and I went into a shell station... And they were offering barbecue in a hot case. This is a gas station food that does, does exist, but only in one place. Yes. And they were offering barbecue ribs in a hot case. And uh, I decided, you know, sort of against my better judgment to try this gas station barbecue. And it was incredible. Wow. And the guy, the, the kid who was working the hot case goes, yeah, actually, this, the, 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 the shell station, sorry. The guy, the kid who was working the the, the counter, explained that that the barbecue, the, the shell station is separate. The barbecue is the is being made out back by this guy. It's called Bee's Barbecue, and I can't remember his name, but he's a guy who does competition barbecue, like wow, one of the best barbecuers in the world. And his outlet is this shell station. And he walked me back, and he showed me this massive smoker that he had back there, where he's been refining his barbecue technique forever. It was. It was Memphis-style dry rub pork rib barbecue, and it was incredible. Wow. And it's like, why not have that in every gas station? Like, it, it doesn't take that long to learn how to pump out some pretty good ribs on a smoker. You could be doing it all day long, and everyone will buy that stuff.
0: That's, that's a great answer. That's amazing. The odd hot case in a in the, in the gas station. I mean, the way when you see it, it and, and it, they do it right. It's it's always a welcome surprise. There was one I worked I worked at a building that was right by a gas station that had a hot case. It had more conventional hot food, uh, but you know it was not bad for a budget lunch. Um, David or Mitch, anything that comes to mind as, as I wish a gas station had this, but it does not.
2: I think hot case is a good name for the cat. Hot oh,
0: case. that'd be great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my contribution. I can't. All right. I'm always happy when a gas station has a good banana. But that doesn't yeah. often happen. Yeah. So a good banana, right. I think, would be nice.
1: Yeah, I Nick, I, I got a. I would like a couple things. One, I would like a good burger because I feel like every gas station burger is bad. So a good cheeseburger or burger, and a good chicken sandwich. And then here's my thing that's like not available that I'm gonna toss out there: churros.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, a churro would mm-hmm. be fun. Sure. A churro, a nice churro for the road. You hold it in the paper. You are eating it as you are driving. A road I don't churro, know. yeah.
0: Uh, on the sweet on the sweet treat front, I like that. Makes me think of like a case of like a like a thrifty style, just case of ice cream by the scoop. If they had if they had just like a few ice cream flavors, they could scoop you out something into a dish or on a cone on a hot day or on a road trip. How fun would that be? You don't just have the ice cream novelties that you get out of the mm. freezer, but they they'll actually scoop something for you. I'd love that. Tough, tough
1: driving, though, with a cone. Well, I guess you can do it with a cone. You can do it. Yeah, you can drive with a cone. I call, I call Wally as a nickname Bubba, and I think that's a good Cute. cat name. I, always, I call Wally Bubba. And then I'm looking here at, these, at this uh, Better Homes and Gardens list of funny cat names. Uh, I'm sure there's some killers on that list. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that number one, and they actually have Bubba here at number four. But number yeah. 1 is 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 Bill Cosby. So this this list needs to be updated Canceled. 100%. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be updated. Um What's the date on that list? 2020. Oh no. No.
2: Oh boy.
3: Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> oh. God. Get your get your home and garden in order. The new
2: Lords, <laughs> Better Homes and Gardens, they rebranded.
1: Uh it's 2015, uh which oh, wow. I don't know I don't know where that lines Still. up. Still. Yeah, still a um suspect. Claudia was, with a claw like C L A W. That's cute. Sure. Claudia. That's pretty good. Cuddles. Cute. Uh Empress. Foxy Cleopatra. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. But I, I, I Bubba is my nick my nickname for for Wally and did, did 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 they say what type of
0: cat it was? They, oh, no Gizmo. more details. A, no more details beyond what was on the call. Just a just a cat.
3: Here's here's a good one. M- Madam Meow. I always enjoy a cat that has a boring human name
1: right Mm, that's good
3: like i've i am still waiting to meet a cat named scott and i would like i would like andy to name his cat scott
0: all right andy you got some options you can go with scott you can go with hot case you can go with bubba or if you want to be an edgelord you can go with bill closby let (laughs) us know what you decide on Uh, Hit us up on our social media. And if you have a question or comment about the World of chain restaurant, you can email us at DoughboysPodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys double or weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. John Hodgman, David Reese, thank you guys for, for lending us so much of your valuable time. Tell us once more about Dicktown and anything else you would like to plug.
2: Dicktown premiering July 9th on Cake, which broadcasts on FXX. Also available the following day on Hulu. Ten episodes, Mystery of the Week, starring John Hodgman and David Reese. And I host a podcast with two friends called Election Profit Makers, where we bet on political outcomes with our
3: actual money. Wow. Wow. It's an incredible... I I gotta let everyone know. Election Profit Makers is in the rare air pantheon. Of podcasts that anytime I'm in a bad mood, I listen to it and I'm in a great mood. Oh, thanks. Wow. wow. So it's, 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 I mean, mm. even though it is about politics and those are not so fun, <laughs> you and Starly Kine and John Kimball talking about anything is one of the greatest things. And it sounds like the
1: opposite experience of this podcast. It makes no, you guys enjoy. <laughs> it <brings you> <laughs> but it's you
3: guys, it's you guys too. You guys are in that rare air pantheon too. Anytime, I, anytime I'm in a bad mood, I listen to you and I'm in great mood. So Wow. Wow. So, election profit makers, check it out.
0: Election profit makers. I, to, I was an election profit maker. I made 30 bucks by betting that Antonin Scalia was going to be the next Supreme Court justice to die. Really? Yeah, I did, but it didn't work out, though. R- was this just a bet among friends? I just bet on Predict It, yeah. which is one of those That's online, what we use. online yeah. gambling yeah. platforms. That's what yeah. they use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah it yeah. didn't turn out so good. You're the man who gave us Gorsuch. Right. Thanks. <laughs> I also host the Judge John Hodgman podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Shout out to all our Maximum Fun members. Thanks so much for supporting us.
0: Lots of good podcasts and you guys can check out. And hey, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating.
1: Happy grocery store month.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
3: You sound so friendly.
0: (laughs) Want more Doughboys? Check us out on Patreon. Join the Golden Plate Club for an extra episode every Tuesday, the Doughboys Double, which you can listen to on your favorite podcast app. Or join the Platinum Plate Club and get access to our Discord server, the Doughscored, to connect with fellow Dough fans and me and Mitch. Subscribe for the price of a combo meal only at patreon.com slash doughboys. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash doughboys. Sources for this week's intro are in the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.